What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 129 of Beef's Beef. I'm Back here. on the gravy train. I am. And I'm here and I'm hairless, dude. I know. I'm like, old. I'm like the mole rat from Kim Possible. That's right. Well, I don't remember his name now. The mole rat? Yeah. Oh, I, I never knew his name. Oh, it definitely had a name. It's I'm sure it did. Name. I actually had it and then I just went blank on it. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but it feels good, man. It feels good knowing that... Like, I don't have to, like, take forever to dry my hair now. Oh, my goodness. That's that's the best thing about it? No, I didn't say it was the best thing. I said it does feel great. Uh, my hair was tangly a lot. Oh, no. You have to brush your hair like a normal human being? Oh, I still didn't brush it. <laughs> I still didn't brush it. Uh, I, st- I don't know how women go days without washing their hair, though, because oh. I would wake up in the morning after, you know, just sleeping one night, and I would feel disgusting. I think they call that dreads. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess I. They say it kills your hair if if you have long hair and you wash it a whole bunch. Really? Yeah. It, nah, I'm good on that. That's why I, I'll keep it short. So what happens if you have short hair and you wash it a bunch? I don't think it really matters as much. That's interesting. I'm glad. But you ever do you ever notice that girls don't wash their hair every day? No, I, I, the girls I know definitely wash their hair every day. Bet they that's, don't. That's like a rule. Bet they don't. Oh, I'll bet. I'd be willing to bet anything that they don't wash their hair every day. You just don't notice because maybe their hair's not as oily. No, I smell it. You just I'm you just go and smell every yeah. girl's hair that you know. <laughs> um, yeah, you washed it. Yeah. No. Some of them use dry shampoo. For you, ever, you ever heard of that? Soleil. I don't. I don't know what it is, but it's, I guess it's like hair gel or something. I've heard of that too. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Maybe that's just what I should have done. Leave-in conditioner and stuff, too. It's, dude, it's so weird, though, man. Yeah, it's weird. All the women at my work were like, I miss your hair. Oh. I'm like, I don't at all. I don't understand how any of you all have long hair at all. Chicks dig the long ball, bro. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Remember those ESPN commercials? Oh, I do. But there's no way that I would want my hair. And plus, it, got, like, it would just always be on my ears and stuff. It's just so annoying, man. Well, you could have taken care of the ear thing. You just do that little. No, even the the, the curls right here, dude. They would curl up and curl be in my up. ear and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was yeah, it was annoying. Yeah, it was classic. It was classic. I'm glad I had it for four months because I did get some some compliments on it for sure. I'm also glad that it's idolized in the form of a passport and a driver's license. Yeah, so I'm, it's going to be with me for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, classic. 10 years, man, is how long it's going to be. You're going to go overseas and they're going to go, who this? But I don't know if you noticed, I already changed the podcast page picture. No, I didn't see I changed it. it the day I got my hair cut. <laughs> R.I.P. I was like, yeah, we got to get that off here. Yeah, when I went to China, I had the beaver do. And came back, I had it shaved kind of like you have. I had a fade going on, and they almost didn't let me back in the country, bro. Really? It's real. Wow. Now, it wasn't because of the hair. It was because I was uh, importing illegal narcotics, like pounds <laughs> of it. But no. You sound like the guy from the Browns. Did you see the guy from the Browns had 157 pounds of weed? <laughs> That's not a good decision. 157 pounds? Like, talk about moving weight, dude. You're moving people. Oh, man. I don't understand it. Why are you, if you're an NFL player, why are you even around that stuff? But hey, you know, teach your own. Around it, let alone like have that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're around it, it's one thing. This dude had 157 pounds in the car he was driving. But that's what I'm thinking. If you're around it on that level, then you're profiting off of it. And if you're an NFL player, then. 
if you play for the Browns, that's probably all you really yeah. got. <laughs> you got a lot of off time. Good market in Cleveland. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and changed their name to the Cleveland Greens. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but we are sponsored by Century Mortgage. Crystal Lackey over at Century Mortgage. Crystal, good friend of mine. I haven't still haven't seen her in a while. I guess it'll just be softball season when I see her again. I don't think she's ever been accused of carrying 157 pounds of marijuana. No. But, to, to the best of my knowledge. But she can help you out with refinancing or getting a mortgage for a house. Which is a lot better than 157 pounds of marijuana. Yes. If you want to get in touch with her, give her a call. 502-615-0743. Check her out online. CenturyMortgage.com backslash Crystal Lackey. C-R-Y-S-T-A. L L A C K E Y. I wasn't. That was rhythm. too. Yeah, that was. It just threw me off because you said L L like that. I know. I was trying to go in order of. Well, two. isn't it dash lackey? It's dash. Yeah. Well, you don't spell dash. No, I mean, no, that's not true. I heard this thing, you do man. Spell it. Where, uh, you know, they were calling roll in a class one time. Yeah. And it was uh, the name was L A with the dash in between there. No, that's hyphen. A hyphen, yeah. Yeah. Or a dash. Yeah. And then it said S-H-A. So the teacher was like, okay, I don't want to mess this up. Uh, Lachey? Uh, it's Ladasha. Ladasha. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my. Where did you hear that? I don't at? remember where I heard it, but I heard that story. Oh, my goodness. I think that might have been a stand It might have. It La- might have been made up, but La- still, that's good. I feel but, like that's Key and Peele. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Century Mortgage is a division of Bay Equity. They are an equal housing lender. MLS number 76988. Crystal Lecky, MLS number 1735979. Boom. And as you're watching Tyson Fury give you the tongue of death, I'd like to drop some interestingly fun facts for you today. So we got episode 129. We're bringing the 29 facts. First and foremost, shout out to our buddy Greg Belden at his 29th birthday. He's almost of age for all you ladies out there. He's still working on it. (laughs) I mean, he's definitely of age. It's just the maturity level is what we're worried about. Right. That's what I was referencing. Now, the jacket he wore last night, horrendous. Had to be top five worst jackets of all time. You can speak to him about that. Just trust my word on it, okay? Worse than Samaki Walker's draft jacket? Substantially. Like, not even. You'll have to text him later and ask him if he has a picture of it. And if you want to roast him, I, I think you should go Did ahead. Did you and roast, roast him, him last night? Oh, man. I, so I was the first one to see him. His, he came in with his buddy, Sean. And uh, I was the first one to see him, so I just gave him some friendly jabs. You know, kept kept it light. Couldn't couldn't get too deep right as soon as he got there. <laughs> of course, we couldn't be seated in our reservation table until half the party was there. Well, I had told them that there was going to be ten people, and three people decided not to show up. So it seems like a, a story, or what do they what do they call that? A uh, something that's happened a lot this week to for me. us. Yeah. For yeah, or to you, yes. Yeah. So there's one key ingredient here. People don't show up when I'm involved. Now, with that being said, we end up getting a table, and slowly but surely, everybody who came in had a funny comment about it. Yeah. <laughs> so all you people out there, go to Greg's Facebook page and say something fun about his jacket. That'll be great. But fun fact number one for this week about the number 29. I don't know how many of you out there are bingo players, but, you know, i got to give a shout-out to bingo. It's the greatest game in the history of mankind besides basketball. With that being said. You say bingo? Oh, yeah. Bingo's 
classic, bro. Like the dog? No, B I N G O. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the uh, that dog. That is the dog, but it's that not the, the dog. dog. <laughs> it's the game. You know, you got you got to kind of you know get a couple in a row. Typically, you like to get five in a row. If you get four, you're not really a winner, but you're feeling good. You know, you got a little tingle in your britches. With that being said, Ball 29 is called In Your Prime. So I'm just alluding to the fact that 29, you must be in your prime, a.k.a. we're past our prime. Yeah, bro. we're past our prime, We're bro. past our prime. Fun fact number two, this is the worst stat I've ever given in the history of the podcast, okay? So everybody bear down. With that being said, according to USA Today, trustworthy source, right? Yeah. 29% of married couples... Share a toothbrush. Hey. Terrible, dude. What? Worst stat I've ever read in the history of mankind. That is disgusting. Now, let me ask you Wait, this. Now, is this on a regular basis? Is this like, oh, man, I just dropped mine in the toilet and we don't have an extra one? Well, I'm going to guess they probably didn't drop it in the toilet. But, yeah, I'm going to guess they probably just have one toothbrush for the both of them, which is just absolutely disturbing. That's disgusting. I mean, I get, you know, you're kissing and... There's things that are happening that as far as sharing a toothbrush, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, man, probably just buy a tooth- toothbrush. Like, no no reason. What? Do, oh, that $1.99 is going to kill you? Dude, they're 99 cents. Well, you got to get the semi-decent ones. This, I, I think this no, goes back. No, if you're sharing one, then that means you're probably struggling. So just go get the 99-cent one and well, save okay. Fair assessment. I think this goes back to the sharp observations. Get the two-ply. In this case, get the $2.00. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Skip the 99 cent, get that buck 99. It's well worth it. And I advise Sensodyne, dude. Sensodyne's a great toothpaste. It's very expensive though. Yeah. With that being said, fun fact number three. I don't know if you remember this, but we've been talking a lot about the human anatomy lately, and the human skull is made up of 29 bones. I suggest you don't break any of them. Probably, probably doesn't feel good in your head. Fun fact number four. This one is disturbing to me as well, too. Put put on your thinking cap, okay? It would take 29 million, million years for a car traveling 100 miles per hour to reach the nearest star. Now, wait a second. I'm, I'm going to read that back to you, okay? It would take 29 million years for a car traveling 100 miles per hour to reach the nearest star. Jeez. That blew my mind when I read it. Cause I, you know, I do a hundred on the reg, and that's that's fairly decent speed. Well, you go a hundred mile an hour a lot. Oh, all the time, dude. First and foremost, there's a rule. I don't, I don't know if you've heard this rule, but when you rent a vehicle, you have to get that vehicle to 100 miles per hour. It's the hundred test. <laughs> and second of all, on occasion, you just got to get to triple digits for the thrill of the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Typically, you got to do it when policemen aren't around or police women. I should, you know, I shouldn't just assume cops when they're patrolling don't be rolling you know what i'm saying yeah now with that being said the odds of being born on february 29th are one in 1461 i did the math there take three years 365 multiply that by three because there's three years add one year 366 one in 1461 chances of being born. So shout out to your buddy. Didn't you say you had a buddy who was born? Well, I wouldn't really call him a buddy. He was a lifeguard at the pool. Yeah, I think that's a buddy. I mean, if he's saving your life when 
squints is down there drowning, then... Oh, dude, there were some windy peppercorns that worked at that pool. That's For sure. Not surprising. Typically, at the pool, you know, you got the babes when you're a little kid. Now, with that being said, the number of letters being 29 in the Turkish, Finnish, Swedish, Danish, and Norwegian alphabets. Shout out to the motherland. I don't know what that means, to be honest. And I, I don't think I have any of those. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot of German, I found out. I didn't really know I was German. I got asked today if I was Hispanic. I, I told like, you, my father thought that... I don't know what he thought. I forget, so I shouldn't accuse him of that. But he didn't think you were... Um, what, I, what are you? I'm just white. Just pure Caucasian. I mean, I'm sure I have some Native American. I've never done, like, a DNA test or anything. But, like, yeah. I have people think that I'm, like, Persian and stuff. I could see that. I'm like, what? I mean, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But I think I that's just a compliment. I just didn't think that that was a... I never knew that that was a... A thing that people thought that I was a different ethnicity. Yeah. Until, like, I, my buddy uh, Rafiq that works with me, shout out Rafiq. He ain't gonna listen, but <laughs> he, I mean, he's he's one of the coolest people. Yeah, he's from Saint Vincent in the Grenadines. Right. And uh, he said he took one of my contractors to lunch one time, and uh, he was like, "Hey, man, what what ethnicity is is Brandon?" <laughs> He told him I was Persian. <laughs> he told the dude I was Persian. Power move. So now I think if the shoe fits, you got to wear it. You're you're stuck with it. Well, which which one am I? Am I Hispanic or am I am I Persian? I think Persian. I think I'd go Persian is more like you know. I'm just thinking if a beautiful young lady came up to you and asked you, I think it's within your best interest to say Persian. Maybe they've dated a Hispanic gentleman before, and maybe that's what they're looking for. So then you got to kind of switch it up. Haha, <laughs> just joking. I'm actually Hispanic. But probably as far as being adventurous, you know what I'm saying? Oh, have you ever been with a Persian guy before? No? Oh, funny thing you should mention. Check my ID. I mean, I don't... Do I look Persian? I'm, I just Google oh, definitely do. Persian person. You look like a like if Kyle Corver was Persian. That's what you if look Kyle like. Kyle Corver was Persian. <laughs> I think so, dude. I think that makes sense. Oh, yeah, dude, I definitely look Persian, yep. dude. Yeah. Definitely. With your previous dreads, too. Yeah. But fun fact number 29 is that the atomic number 29 represents copper, which makes me think of a classic show, probably one of the all-time greatest shows in the last 10 years, Moonshiners. Never watched it. I've never watched a full episode. Missing out, dude. I have no clue why I like the Moonshiner show. You got some great characters on there, but I think what they said was copper takes the soul or sulfur sulfur yeah but i don't know what the form of it is it takes the sulfur out of the liquor but it's very interesting to watch because they're they're uh some comical individuals and shout out to shelby lane is related to tickle i don't know who that is but you know shelby. i mean I, i'm saying i don't know who tickle is uh, you I know, know who Shelby Lane is. You know who tickle is. she'll she'll comment on uh, random things that we post or Something that I'll post on Instagram or something. Yeah. Like, I remember I had posted a picture of me and my niece whenever she was just born. She was like, I guarantee you if you posted more pictures like this, you'd have a girlfriend. Oh. And I was like, what a backhanded compliment. <laughs> so nice of you. Thank you, Shelby. Yeah, it was like, it was a super nice compliment until it said that. I was like, okay, never mind. And how'd she know you didn't have a girlfriend, bro? What a, what a general. Because that was like right around the time that we were working at the fireworks store. 
Yeah, you shouldn't tell her that kind of stuff. I mean, when your or friends on Facebook she, and it sees that you're single, I maybe mean, that she would help you out too. Maybe. I never know. Can't hurt, but put a good word in. Fun fact number nine: We're going to bring out the 1999, excuse me, 1991 movies, right? Because they're turning 29 years old this year. You've got some classics in here as well too. We'll start off with the Silence of the Lambs. What about New Jack City? Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret Ooze. This was 29 years ago? 29 years ago. That's the best Ninja Turtles movie, by the way. I think so as well, too. That's why it made the list. 1991, right? Uh, what about Backdraft? Pretty, pretty classic uh, movie. That's the firefighter movie? Yeah. I just call it the fire movie. I mean, The fire movie? <laughs> yeah. A lot of fire You're involved. Big there. fan, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love the fire. What about City Slickers? Oh, solid movie. Probably can't make a movie like that these days. Um, what about Terminator 2, Judgment Day? Okay. Boys in the Hood. Classic. Ricky! <laughs> Don't do it. Point blank. Point break. Man, I'm having a tough time reading. Uh, the Adams Family. Nice. Beauty and the Beast had to give you your one solid, Disney movie. Solid movie. My Girl. You, you're a big My Girl fan, That's aren't you? That's a sad you? movie, dude. Uh, never watched it. He can't see it without his glasses. That's so sad, dude. It's Macaulay Culkin dies, dude. Mm. And they don't have his glasses on him. You he never died seen without his glasses? No, they have him in the casket without his glasses. Oh. You never seen the movie? Yeah, I've seen I'm sure I've seen some of it. Just if not... you've seen the movie, you would remember that because you would have cried. Oh, I've definitely seen that. I'm a distinguished individual, dude. You would you would remember that if you've seen it. Sounds like a chick flick. It's a good movie. Well, okay, I'll, tr I'll trust your word on it. With that being said, we only had a couple more. Um, you've got Hook. I oh, think, I think you said you like that one. So oh, I put yeah, that it's on a the great list. one. Why well, is it so far down? Well, I already told you I got to keep a balanced list, dude. You, you sometimes you lose me on this, so I got to like reel you back in with certain ones like Hook, followed by the Last Boy Scout. Former reference? No. No. I think you've had a reference to The Last Boy Scout on here before. Is I've never seen the movie. I thought that was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, that was Huck Finn. Hmm. Okay. No, he was a Boy Scout in Man of the House. And he wasn't even a Boy Scout. It was like some like <laughs> random thing. No, I've, I've never, I don't even know what Last Boy Scout is. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. That's uh, Bruce Willis, now that I'm thinking about it, isn't it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Look that up. I'm pretty sure that's the Bruce Willis one that's decent. With that being said, I've got the last one for you. Fried Green Tomatoes. Solid. Cult classic. Not for me. But I have seen some of that one as well, too. Never seen the whole thing. Got bored with it. Turned it off. It is a Bruce Willis movie. I told you, dude. I Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. And the football. <laughs> He's got a football in his Co-starring Football and Fire. Classic, <laughs> dude. That's my type of movie right there. Um, then going to the Billboard Top 100 for 1991. I'm sure you're gonna say this one wasn't that good, but I'm, it'll it'll probably be good again. Well, you tell me because my list is nice and short this week. We got everything I do, I do it for you by old Brian. Oh, Brian Adams. Adams, baby, classic. Canadian, the Canadian, uh, the Canadian monster. Best song on the list. Best song ever to be mentioned on this show. Good vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch classic come on dude classic. good vibrations is a beach boy song should have put it in uh invincible 
Would, would that not have been great if they played that in Invincible? I wouldn't be able to tell you if they did or didn't because I still have never seen that movie. What a horrible friend you are, dude. <laughs> um, what about a couple of other classics? Um, Losing My Religion by R.E.M. R.E.M. Classic. Yeah. Uh, Rico Suave, Gerardo. Yeah, yeah, that's a solid one. And last one for you, OPP. You know me, dude. Naughty by Nature. You know what that stands for. I heard it's inappropriate. No one does. Oh. He's left it up for interpretation. It's probably intelligent. It's like uh, some people said other people's property. You down with other people's property? Yeah, like they would steal. Well, I probably wouldn't sing a song about it, though. There's a lot of stuff that you probably shouldn't sing songs about, but people do it. That's a good. That's a actually probably the best <laughs> argument you could have there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Ah. That, like, there's the guy that just got put in prison that pretty much described him murdering his best friend. Yeah, that in, that wasn't a good idea in a rap song, and now he's going to jail. What about? Uh, I think OPP is outside peeing pace. Um, maybe, maybe I don't. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly. I'm yeah. trying to think of what else you got. Anything else? I have a few things, but I'm not going to say them. On Philly Phil, um, outside peer pressure. There you go. Yep. That's you down that's with it. outside peer pressure. What about? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> Classic right there. So yeah, you could probably. Uh, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are. What does OPP stand for for you? Um, Dude, is it is that a pair of scrubs? Classic. I tried to tell you. I think we should post that to our Facebook page. Is it a suit coat? That's a that's a suit jacket. Yeah, I think they call it a blazer. It looks like a pair of scrubs. I could see that. Like a girl, or it's actually this is a middle aged woman who is just the receptionist at a doctor's office, but she has to wear scrubs. Yeah. So she in rocks Hawaii. These. So she rocks these. No, she's in Southern Indiana. She's She's at the. Uh, she's at the. Wanting uh, to be in Hawaii. <laughs> she's at the uh, little clinic that's over there by Coles, dude. Oh <laughs> man. Well, I I could see that being true. We'll go into who am I, right? So had to switch it up a little bit today. You'll find out how we go. Oh no no, I've got one more by the way. Born in 1991, so they're getting ready to turn 29 this year too. Almost forgot them. Shout out to Kawhi Leonard. First Kobe Bryant All Star MVP. Tony, was, Tony was watching the game the other day, and he said, "Crystal just called Kawhi Cowie." <laughs> Shout out to Cowie. I Cowie. like that power move on Crystal's part. Or oh, the power there's, move. The, there's the front. What about Ed Sheeran? Oh yeah, I saw it. Trust me, it was classic. Sorry guys, I'm looking at. It. I got Greg to send me the suit coat. For real, you have to post that on our. Oh, Facebook. he posted that he flat. He posted it with a flash. Ooh. Whoa, what's going on there? What? When you're holding it, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, so like they have live pictures on Apple stuff. Yeah. So like, see, watch. It'll show oh, like a couple seconds before. picture? Yeah. Man, I got to remember that if I ever get an Apple phone just in I case. Turn, mine's turned off. <laughs> you're taking one on the pot. Yeah, you oh. never know. Dude. You can you can get something that other people didn't want to see. Wow. I mean, now all the... Okay, I'm going to use that to my advantage. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> With that being said, will you please post that to our Facebook page? And just I'll, let, I'll tell you what. I'll send them to you, and you can post them if you want to post let them. Let everybody go to town. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how that uh, goes for them. 
Um, shout out to I already said Ed, Ed, Ed Sheeran, the baby, uh, Emily. The baby's twenty nine. Yeah, I didn't think so either. He's just now got popping, man. That yeah, may, I, you know what? That encourages me. That's what I'm talking about. I don't even know what his real name is either, so that should encourage you too. Uh, what about Emily Ratajkowski? That's the Ratatouille? Yeah. That's the girl who took a picture with Clay Thompson's dog. And Clay Thompson said, he don't want no scrubs. A scrub ain't likely to get no love from him. Hanging out I, I his still, passenger's side like with even, his I still have ride. no idea who that is. Took Dude, a picture with his dog. Still have no idea. Do a deep dive, bro. Emily Ratajkowski. There's a J in there that's semi-silent that I can't pronounce. <laughs> just remember it. I just can't get over that suit jacket. What about the Mike? Blazer. Oh, it's interesting. Very loud. What about Mike Trout? Tristan Thompson. Another classic. Haven't heard from her in a while. Jamie Lynn Spears. Wonder what she's up to, bro. Might give her a call later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On the bat phone. I think she's got kids. Mm, okay. Kids. Might call her a babysitter. Plural. Plural. Okay. What about Young Thug? Your personal favorite. Former. Teen mom. Current. Adult mom. Right? Because if you're a teen mom at one point now, you're an adult mom. Yeah. Avid. I don't know what she does. Farrah Abraham. Adult film star. <laughs> oh, that's what man. you would call her, Farah. You could be instead doing... of adult mother, adult film star. Farah, you could be doing better, girl. Actually, I don't know what did she work when she was on the Teen Mom show. No, no. <laughs> Worked her parents for money. Ouch. You know, I'm not deep in the Teen Mom. She was ungrateful, dude. She don't get me. Like to, don't get me to delve into that. I used to. I used to love watching Teen Mom. I know you did. I I remember. I think you still do secretly. No, I would tell. I, why would I like talk about this now and then say that I don't watch it? I didn't I even know. It was still I miss. On. Here's why I don't watch it anymore yeah. because I miss so much that I don't want to go back and watch all of it. So I would probably still watch it if I hadn't missed the stuff in between there. Did they change the? I don't want to say characters. So they had Teen Mom One and Teen Mom Two. That was the ones that I watched. I don't. And they think were two I watched, different groups of people. Yeah, it was two different groups. I don't think I watched three. And I think when they started three is when I stopped watching it. But they like they would have Teen Mom two episodes all the time. So like I watched those and yeah. Eight, it just Farrah, seems like too many people to keep up with. It's me. only eight people. I know, that's too many. Or eight eight uh moms, but yeah, there were families and stuff and then like step family, yeah. There was a lot of stuff to keep up with. Yeah. But it would be seasons. So yeah. yeah. I say, I mean, we get to see that on a daily basis. We don't have to watch that on TV. Yeah. With that being said, shout out to Fetty Wap, Tyler the Creator, Lindsay Pellis. Pellis. I don't know, but she's. No she's idea who that is. Looker as well, too. Um, Quavo. Who won the Celebrity Game MVP? I didn't see it because my recording ended. I didn't watch it because. Kevin Hart's not in it anymore. I know it was. And really the celebrity bad. game is terrible now. But uh, what's the uh, Arnie Duncan, the lefty? Oh, uh, he's nice. Is he oh, in it against man. him? He was in it again. He's just so good. I would love to have him come play an open gym with us sometime. He'd he would, be, dude. He would school us. Deuce it on everybody. He wouldn't school me. But I'd take him on my team because uh, nobody would know who he was. And just facilitator, knockdown Jimmy, just all around great player, Arnie Duncan. 
Um, Iowa and Ohio State's getting ugly, by the way. Um, what about other gentlemen such as DJ Academics? Best shoe game on the list. Uh, Academics is a turd sandwich. Yeah, but he's got a great shoe collection. Uh, your former quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Nothing. Josh Gordon, former Patriot as well, too. Luke Keekley, sad story, retiring this year. And then UFC fighter Max Holloway and Kelvin Gastelum. Khalil Mack, pretty, pretty decent football player. And save the best for last, my guy. Cleveland Cavaliers, soon to pick up. Dion Waiters. <laughs> I actually want to see where he goes. I haven't heard – like, I, I literally did a Google search the other day to try to see what teams – like. I, I can't believe any team would want him to be honest with you. So that's pretty much what I am looking at is it, it doesn't look like there's many teams who are pursuing him. And it's not because he's not good. It's because of him almost dying on an airplane because he took too many edibles. Which he didn't snitch on the guy who gave them to him. I'm, yeah, oh yeah, it was McDonald's that sold me all that food that I almost died from. No, it was it, one of his teammates. It doesn't matter. You ate too many of them. He didn't tell him the dosage. Should should have been doing it in the first place. It's, you're, the, got, you're the idiot that did it. He got suckered into it. Suckered into it. Yeah, it was a sucker, I think, that it happened. Might have been a gummy. Whatever it was, it, it didn't go so well for him. But he got suspended three times this year already, yeah. <laughs> interesting year for him and he came back and he balled out they tried to get you know some value out of him and they got Iguodala mainly because of the other piece involved in that trade but hey teach your own and I'm not talking James Johnson either (laughs) moving on to the who am I segment we've got a couple for you today so we'll start off with seven hints on this guy Okay, now keep in mind they're most known for wearing the number 29. That's the key hint. That's not hint number one. That's your key hint for the day. Fun fact number one, born on July 26, 1995 in Bunn, North Carolina. So they're 24 years old currently based on my math calculations. (laughs) And your mouth. And my mouth calculations. What about fun fact number two, 5'6", 181 pounds. Just a widow guy. Just a widow, widow guy. Um, fun fact number three, his size was a concern, obviously, bro. And he only received one D1 scholarship. Now, bonus fact, I'll tell you that college coming up, okay? Fun fact number four, his NFL draft combine 40 time was 4.42. That was actually the third fastest time that year. I believe it was 2017. And he also was clocked at over 21 miles per hour in a 2018 game. Jeez. Pretty decent, 21 miles per hour. Fun fact number five. He played four years of college football, and he was drafted 119th overall, 2017 draft. So that's fourth rounder. Fun fact number six. He was the 10th running back drafted in the 2017 draft. So you've got his position now all right fun fact number seven he's only played for one nfl team and he was a 2018 pro bowler and first team all pro who am i now your bonus hint college he attended north carolina a&t interesting school right fun fact bonus hint number two 
He was drafted by the Bears. Number 29, plays for the Bears currently because he's only played on one team. Running back, 4.42 40 time, 5'6", 181 pounds. Who am I? I almost just told you. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first or second time. But what will be the first, not the second time, is that I had to change up the NBA this week because the only guy who looked available would have been Marcus Camby, who was not known for wearing number 29. 21. He was known for wearing number 21, and there was only two real options as far as wearing the number 29. I forget the other one off the top of my head. That's how bad they were, right? Now, what we're going to do instead is go back to the college game that I mentioned to you before. So because you can't wear number 29 in college basketball, we're just going to stick with the first number in that equation, number two. So all of these players, we're going to go through three players. We're going to have five hints each. All of these players are very notable, prevalent players. You should know them at home. If you don't know them, shame on you. And they are known for wearing the number two. Okay? So... Hopefully you get three for three on this for listeners at home. Fun fact number one, who am I? Born in Los Angeles, California on August 18th, 1999. So he's 20 years old currently. Older than what I expected, to be honest, surprisingly enough. Number two, 6'6", 193 pounds. Number three. Currently this year, he's averaging 12 points per game, five rebounds per game, one assist per game, and his field goal percentage is 49%, just under 50%. All right? There's no way you have this already. No. No way. Maybe. I don't know. No, there's no way. Fun fact number four. This one will help you. Played high school ball for two years at Sierra Canyon. Shout out to Brawny and Zaire and other gentlemen who are playing there who are pretty good as well, too. Zaire Williams, Ben Boston, BJ BJ Boston, excuse me. I corrected myself on that one. (laughs) Fun fact number five, final one for you on this guy. Plays in the ACC. This is going to be a slow roll, right? I'm going to try to give it to you in segments. Also, plays shooting guard. Last but not least, plays for the Duke Blue Devils. Who am I? All right, so L.A., 20 years old, 6'6", 193. Played at Sierra Canyon. Plays shooting guard for Duke. Where's the number two? Who am I? Number two. Of college basketball. I think this will be a fun one for all the people at home. Born in Marietta, Georgia on March 13th, 1999. Also 20 year old. 20 years old. Shout out to the 20 years old. Um, fun fact. I've got family who lives just outside of Marietta, Georgia. I've been to the Marietta Diner before. Nice. Yeah, it's actually pretty decent. A little overrated, I'll be honest. A little overrated. But also good. Um, 6'2", 195 is what he's listed at, okay? Now, he went to Wheeler High School, which 
is a, I would say, maybe a rival school to my little sister's high school as well, too. Shout out to Wheeler High School. Fun fact number four, plays in the ACC, and he is a guard. Oh, I see you writing over there. I See, I thought I knew it from the very first one, to be 100% honest with you. I thought, well, besides of where they were born, I thought this might have been who you thought I was going with before we even gave you any hints. And last but not least, for all the people listening at home, we're going to go through them. Marietta, Georgia, 20 years old, 6'2", Wheeler High School, ACC guard position. Not a point guard, not a shooting guard, alternating guard because he can play both. Fun fact number five about him, he actually won the dunk contest at Louisville Live this year. So that tells you he's a Louisville Cardinal. And he won the dunk contest this year, if you didn't catch that as well, too. Who am I? And last year. And last year as well? Mm-hmm. Ooh, bonus hint by the beef. What about individual number three? Now, I'm, not, I'm thinking you probably got the first one. I know you got the second one. This one you can get. Will you get? Uh, I don't know. That's TBD. So, fun fact number one. Born in Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania, on June 25th, 1999. Bing, 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 bing. You got it right at home. 20 years old. 2020, 6'3", 191 pounds. I will say I thought he was shorter than our last guard, but obviously he's almost the same exact size. Fun fact number three. Oh, and I thought individual number one weighed more and was stronger than both of the other two that i just mentioned looks as if that would be the case fun fact number three about our last one went to archbishop wood high school didn't know that to be honest before i read this so might not help you much on this one fun fact number four we're going to do the slow roll plays in the big east plays the point guard position fun fact number five not so fun for me. 2018 NCAA champion. Now, I don't know if you remember who that was, but they might have beat my favorite team. And it might have been a contra- not really controversial, devastating. Ending. Yeah. Um, so, a.k.a. he plays for Villanova University. Who am I? Number two, Huntington, PA, 20 years old, 6'3", 191. You don't have to read them again for me. I don't know it. <laughs> Phil, you don't know it? I don't know any oh, I don't know any Villanova players. You should know this one. Good good player. Played behind Jalen Brunson. Um played alongside Jalen Brunson as well too, but mainly behind him. But he Who still plays? He's still there right now. Yeah, I don't watch them at all. It's terrible. Great coach. Great suit game. Jay Wright's got one of the best suit games. You know, Greg Belden should learn a thing or two from him. <laughs> So let's start off with number one. Did you get number one? Uh, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen. Boom. Look Five, at the, six. Look at the eyebrows on that guy. Luca. Luke Garza. Or Luca Garza. Is it's, it's Luke. I just call him Luca. I we almost him. got him. That would have been a nice piece. He's de- developed well over his career. Didn't really start out too good. If you could trade him right now for... Um, I don't know. I guess you have to go Williams. No, I wouldn't. What a terrible he, choice on your part. He's a senior. Malik's got another year. 
Yeah, Malik's not going to be better than him next year. Malik's more athletic. Burnt, wrong answer. He Malik, is more athletic. Malik looks like he fractured his leg. He still isn't running right. You realize Malik had 14 and 13 last night? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. And I covered the spread. And I covered the over. You're welcome. So the second one, Cassius Stanley. Bing, 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 bing. Correct. The third one. Great player, by the way. I didn't know. Did you know he was 20 years old, though? No. He's a freshman. Yeah. Very surprising to me. So he technically would have been draft eligible. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. It. Twenty. Yeah, that's really old for a, a freshman. Yeah, and he played two years at Sierra, so I'm guessing maybe I don't know. Maybe he just got held back. I guess Duncan Robinson for three. <laughs> uh, the third one is Darius Perry. Shout out to your guy. Yep. And the fourth one is no idea. Colin Gillespie. You don't know Gillespie? No, I don't watch them. I'm telling you, I don't watch. I, I haven't watched Villanova play at one time. So when I see your bracket this year, you're going to have them going out early, aren't you? Yeah, because they're not good. As always. No, it's not as always. Normally I respect teams that are good, but they're not good. <laughs> I think they're going to make a decent little run. That's just because uh, they're from Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, that probably does contribute some to it. But I, I do think the uh, Big East is a little underrated this year on the radar. They've, they've got a couple of teams that are good. I don't think they have any great teams, but they've got a couple of teams battling it out at the top of that conference that could give some bigger conferences trouble. Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of surprising to me that Seton Hall is listed on the two line and they have seven losses. Yeah. But their schedule has been brutal this year, especially with how good the Big East is. Butler's another team in that mix. I'm I'm done with Butler, dude. Butler doesn't impress me. Really. Uh, they've they've lost a lot of games here as as of late. I think they have eight or nine losses now. Yeah, I I don't know the exact amount, but I know it's it's been a tough stretch for them, and that's partially because they're getting into their tough conference record. Uh, who else you got in there? Marquette. Marquette. They've been – that's the thing with the Big East. I guess it's really like all of college basketball right now. The, the Big East has been so Jekyll and Hyde for me, man. Right. Because you have teams like – remember the beginning of the season when everyone was on DePaul, the DePaul bandwagon? Yeah, now they're like 13 and 12. Yeah. And, I mean, you got Seton Hall who has been off and on. You have Marquette who blows out Butler and then loses to Creighton. Yeah. Creighton who loses to bad teams but beats all the good teams. Right. That, which, I think Creighton's, what, ranked 21st right now or something? Yeah, because they just beat um, Marquette and somebody else the other day. Yeah, uh, They got two ranked wins. Like, Marquette jumps into the top 25, then loses their next game. And uh, who else? Villanova. Villanova's been so they, – they got blown out by Ohio State. That was early when Ohio State was hot. Right. And then I think they also got blown out by Kansas, which – I'm not 100% positive about that one. I, I am positive about the Ohio State one. But they, I don't know, they, they, they're they so different in different games. And I guess, like I said, that's just all of college basketball. So I can't really, I can't really give crap to teams like that because Louisville drops two games to one of them is mid and the other one's probably one of the worst teams in the league. And they get blown out by, by that team. And then come back and beat Syracuse by... 24 which i feel like does happen every year i mean when you're playing in a conference you've got a couple of games that's why they call them trap games but you just overlook a team they play good basketball 
you don't come ready to play. And when you're a team who's a higher-ranked team, you're getting everybody's best shot. North Carolina knows that well on I'm most still, years. Dude, I'm, I'm seeing this bracketology thing, and I'm still thinking that's ridiculous. Ten teams in the Big Ten? Yeah. I, I think lock nine for sure. I'm, what? So what nine teams do you think? I know the two. Two? You're I know, only or I two. know the three. I'm sorry. Maybe four. I just think there's like seven for sure's. And then the last two are probables. I think IU is a potential. I think basically there's two out of three teams of the options I think will make it. That's where my one gets left off. If he has IU in the tournament, that's a joke. Rutgers, I think, is on that verge of it as well, too. Illinois is on that verge of it. Obviously, Penn State, Michigan Illinois State, ranked, aren't they? Michigan. Uh, they were, but they lost, so I don't know what they did. And then they just beat Penn State again. Which Penn State, again, I don't think that win should really count for too much because they didn't Penn State when they're missing their best player. Their big guy? I don't think so. The, I, I'm pretty sure that they said that Penn State was missing one of their best players. I think they just match up well against them because Kofi down there, good defender. That's that's what he does. So, and I was talking to my dad, and he said they weren't hitting threes, which that Penn State team has shot it at a high clip all year, which is surprising. I mean, I'm. I didn't come into the season expecting them to be a great shooting team. I thought they were going to be like how they've been the last couple of years, a good team that's going to have to grind out wins. They're going to have a lot of close games. They just need to close games, but they've been shooting the lights out. Yeah, but the Indiana team, I don't think Indiana's good enough to be in the tournament. And I don't – I just don't – like these two teams, I don't like either one of them, but I at least think they're good enough to be in the tournament. Indiana, I don't think has beaten anybody outside of Florida State. And that was early on in Florida State. That's my thing. I think Indiana is good enough to be in the tournament. I think they just need to continue to win and not lose focus. Because they've got some good pieces. I think Trace Jackson Davis is one of the better pieces um, in in college basketball this year. He had like 27-13 and 13 yesterday yeah, or 14, yeah. something like that. Great I, game. I like him. I just don't think overall their team is that good. Yeah, they they definitely like. I still I think Finnessy is a good backup guard, but I don't think he's a great starting guard. I really liked Finnessy in high school, and uh, he's a good addition. I don't think he's aggressive enough, and that's where Green comes in and maybe adds that extra spark for him. But Joey Brunk, I mean, I don't think he's a bad big. I also don't think and there's a reason why he left Butler. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's how I look at James Banks' situation. There's there's a reason why he left Texas to go to Georgia Tech, so, but yeah, I think Big Ten will have for sure nine teams in there, and I I wouldn't be shocked if they had ten. And ACC will. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and call it right now. At least half of them will be out by the first weekend. If they have ten, at least half the teams will be out by the first weekend. Yeah, I'd like to see matchups, but Big Ten beat us ACC in the. early tournament that's the one thing i think about the big 10 acc tournament i'd like to see it later in the year tough to do with conference games and then tournaments and all that stuff but i'd like to see them back it up a little bit to actually kind of like where the big 12 sec one is yep like right there around the end of january i think that would be perfect to be honest just a suggestion yeah which will never happen i'm trying to think who all lost in that i mean you all did you all lose in that Yes. Who did you all play? Michigan. No, we played Michigan. Ohio State. Yeah. I guess Michigan was just already on the roster. Yeah, you all played them in the 
And you want to play them in Atlantis. Yeah. When they were at their best. Just like we the, played Ohio State when they were at their best. And you all played them when you all were at your best, too. Uh, we Well, we still didn't have Sterling Manley, who, in my opinion, that was the guy who was going to be our center and have Garrison Brooks at the power forward position and then have uh, Baycock coming off the bench. And then Brandon Robinson was hurt then. But more of the story, yeah, North Carolina was never going to be at their best this year. They were still should have been a top 25 team if they had everybody healthy. Yeah. So I guess that moves us to our locks from last week. Do you, mm. you had how many last week? 100? I had not a great week. That's what I had. I'll go ahead and give mine. I was wrong. I had Iowa plus two and a half at IU, and IU beat the brakes off of mine. Told ya. Uh, but do you know what I am going to do? What's that? I'm going to tell you, you can go away from taking the home team in uh, the Big Ten right now. That that rule has been broken. Well, this week I'm going with Gonzaga. You know, Old Faithful. Oh, yes. You're going to be wrong again. Old Faithful, you know. 17-point favorites. My team, San, San Francisco. Francisco. But it's at Gonzaga. I'm so glad that you took that. Now, I, I don't know. You know, did you see what the score of the last game they played against each other was? Nope. How about 80 to 77? Oh, didn't know that, did you? So one of my locks this week might be the opposite of your lock. But, yeah, needless to say, last week I had the worst week I've ever had on here, and I needed to right the ship. So I've been deep in my cave this week. You know, I had a great day yesterday, went 14 of 19 yesterday. But guess what? That doesn't help me as far as today, does it? So today, I'm going to give you some winner's beef. I'm going to give you how many? A hundred. One million. I can't even find them. I'm going to give you ten winners. Jesus. Hey, you're lucky I don't give you the extra ten. I got to go through all my paperwork to get to these, dude. I've been writing them. Look, I've been – I'm like the rain man of – the sports world these no, days. No wonder you take so long to get ready on Tuesdays. Yeah, look at my list, dude. <laughs> if you did lock of the week like the normal people do with just one, because it's lock of the week, not locks. I know. I, I kind of enjoy this segment too much, I think. I think I've been gone off the deep end. I'm just glad I found a system that works for me. <laughs> what, I'm go- <laughs> what I'm going with this week, Northern Iowa, three-point favorites at Indiana State. UCLA Bruins, shout out. We were watching their game before. Uh, three and a half point dogs. Give me the three and a half point dog at Utah. What about Oregon? Oh, I wrote the wrong thing there, by the way. That's not right. Um, Oregon is playing Utah. So who is U- UCLA playing? Where is I got to go back up to my list. No, Utah. Oregon, Oregon is playing Arizona State. Two point, Two point favorites. favorites. Which Arizona State's on a five game win streak. That. Shout out to Remy Martin, who I watched play live. That one's concerning to me. Now, I'm also going Hofstra, four-point favorites at Drexel. Speedy Claxton. Uh, that's a guy, but they're going down. I'm also taking the over 145 in the Hofstra-Drexel game. What about UConn as one-point underdog at Temple? I think it's going to be a seven-point game. That's my prediction. Delaware, one-point underdog against Northeastern at Northeastern. I told you that Northeastern team worries me. I never like to bet against them record-wise. They don't have a great record, but that team is surprisingly good. 
Also going out on the limb, taking USC and nine and a half points against Colorado. That Colorado team is a great team, but I think USA, USC will keep it close. I think Colorado wins that game by about five. Last but not least, I've got two classics for you. Northern Kentucky has seven and a half point favorites at Cleveland State. I'm liking the road dog, if you can't tell. And my last one, number 10, you can confirm it. I knew you were taking Gonzaga. And I'm taking the opposite. I'm taking the Dons with the 17 points at Gonzaga. It's going to be terrible that that the one that's going to mess up your big parlay is going to be the one that I took. Northeastern. No. Just remember, I've been two for two on your picks the last two weeks. Once you've said them, I've told you that they're wrong. And if you look at my list, guess who has 10 more on my right side? This guy. You know what I'm saying? I got 20 locks of the week this week. Jeez. But those are considering. You see it says considering. So I didn't I didn't lock them. You know what I'm saying? Those are just the ones that I was considering. So hopefully you got some good tidbits. San Francisco Dons. Lock it in. By the way, we can't skip past this without talking about this. It has uh-huh. nothing to do with what we're talking about. Uh-huh. I just remembered it. Good. Shout out to the niece and nephew who came to the open gym. And your sister telling me that your niece acted like she met a celebrity because she met me i told you that no you hadn't told me i mean right then i saw it on her face yeah but your <laughs> sister commented on my status and said the first thing she said when she got in the car was that she met me yeah i was like oh, she was hyped i told you when we it, got there because she wasn't piecing it together she saw what you have the shirt on i had my uh my lamar jackson jersey uh softball jersey on yeah with the logo on it i couldn't remember what it was so she was asking me about it, and she was all excited about it. She was like, Uncle B, he's got your shirt on. And he's like, no, he's got his shirt on. <laughs> She's like, "What? no, that's that's no, that's no, the one from your from your podcast. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's she was beef. like, what do you mean? He's like, that's beef. And she goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I just started laughing. <laughs> Starstruck. Yeah, I was like, what's funny is you've met me before. She was like, did I really? <laughs> It's like, yeah, you met me at a game or something. I'm pretty sure it was the Derby Classic dunk contest thing there. Yeah, I think it was too. I think, like you mentioned, I think we were at a New Albany game that we actually saw him, and then that same thing, we saw him at the uh, dunk contest and three-point contest and three-on-three or two-on-two, I forget what it was. Yeah, because I remember we saw him, and you didn't expect to see him. Yeah, I didn't know they were going to be there that night. Yeah. I was glad that they got to see it. And then they got to meet a current Golden State Warrior. Former U of L Cardinal Damian Lee. That's that's right. Somebody else was up there too. Was Russ it? Smith. Yeah, but there was one. I, was it the other transfer? Or was it somebody else? Trey Lewis was that. Trey his name? Lewis was probably with him. I think it might have been him, but I don't remember who it was. They were all over there, and they got to talk to him, and they were all excited about that too. So they're Louisville fans. I told you, Caleb wanted to go to a game. He's still writing me about that. He he wants me to get tickets to take him to a game, and I told him probably next year I would do it. I don't think I can do it this year, time time frame wise. I mean, there's a game Saturday that you could probably take him to. No, <laughs> no, he's a Tario fan, bro. We need to teach him right. He just had a one point loss this weekend. Dude, that kid can play, man. He just goes and goes. Oh yeah, Energizer Bunny. I told you the funniest thing in watching his game. So they 
they set him up to where once they cross to where you can legally guard, mm-hmm. he doesn't guard anybody. He just goes for every steal. So <laughs> the person who's dribbling it across, that's his man. Like, they have wristbands, and if you have a wristband on, you have to guard the person who's got your other wristband. So he they take his wristband off so he can just – Pretty much roam free. Is now, that legal? Yeah. Now, how that's legal it doesn't make any sense to me. Ter- terrible rule. But with that being said, that's what the rule was. And so they dribble across half court, and he just go for the steal every time. So in two quarters, they've, they've got four quarters, right? He only gets to play two because of how many people are on his team. He had four fouls <laughs> real quick and just kept, kept taking a lick. Because they're just running full speed, and he just steps in front of them trying to steal, just getting dropped. And he, he he plays up. You know, he's he's only six, and he plays with some older kids, seven-year-olds, I think. So they're not that much older. I told him it was good for him. But, yeah. Where does he play at? YMCA. That's the Y League. Nice. Yeah. But, plays in the Nahan League, too. But the Y League is where I watched him at last week. So Louisville took two losses, like I, like I mentioned earlier. One was at Gold, uh, almost at Golden State. Was at Georgia Tech. It was a it was a game that was really weird because there was a lot of bad calls both ways, and it was kind of hard to watch at times. Yeah, there was. Really, I like that game though. I I I mean, so does Georgia Tech. That's exactly what they want to do: is slow the game down, get you out of your flow, and make it ugly. Kind of. To be honest, last night I took the under because I think that is the recipe, and they scored what almost ninety. Georgia Tech did against Wake, yeah, eighty-eight. <laughs> that's that's two teams where it's just like there's just a lot of garbage there, so they're just going to score. I'm telling you though, that Georgia Tech team, if they had more depth, I think they could be good. I think as far as matchup wise, they just surprisingly enough match up great against you guys, which on paper I didn't really expect, but they've got athleticism at most positions. Uh, Moses Wright defensively and offensively has kind of given you guys a problem. And then obviously DeVoe dribbling downhill has been tough to stop. Well, the biggest problem that he gave us is that he got away with a goaltend. <laughs> That's one big problem that he gave, that he gave us. Yeah. There was some bad calls that, against Louisville down the stretch, but at the end of the day, there was a lot of times where we missed a lot of things. I mean, Jordan Ward did not play well. He didn't play well in either of the two losses. Yeah. Um, Seven points combined, is that right? Yeah. And then yeah, it, this and then the Clemson game, Max sits him and then puts him in like three minutes into the game. I don't know, that Clemson game didn't feel good from the very beginning of it. Yeah. Like it just was terrible. The the Georgia Tech game battled back, took the lead, and still just couldn't finish at the end. That was a pretty key play that they didn't call the they called the goaltend and then they took it back. Right. And I was like, I don't. I watched it on TV, though. I don't think it was. It looked like it hit the backboard. I know. From your angle, I I know where you were sitting. From your angle, it, I guarantee it looked like it did. That was I was watching it on TV. Oh. It was yeah, because you Tech. weren't there. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, where. think about where your seats are. You would be Yeah, behind. it would definitely look like one yeah. from there because it, right. it looks like it's going up. But then. I forgot that was that there. The. Uh, the worst call ever in college basketball, I think. A difference of opinion. Yeah, that's weird. That's terrible. Like, just if you make the block call or if you make the charge call, that's fine. If you make the block call, that's even better for me. But the, the difference of opinion, and I went to my you know resident referee, right, John Icono, texted, John, is this a real call? He said yes, but it's very rarely ever done. Right. 
He said, there's a lot of weird calls that a lot of people don't realize. He said, the one that I thought was the most odd was two people can get two different fouls at the same time. Oh, man. So he said if if an official thinks that two guys fouled the same guy at the same time, that both of them would get a foul and both of them would count towards the team fouls. I said, so why don't you just do that to speed up getting in the bonus if you're needing? He was like, because they have to call it on both of them. All right. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I would just look at the ref. And By the way, he threw they didn't like you. He definitely did not step out of bounds. I would definitely look at the official and be like, look, we're both going to follow him at the same time. Call it on both of us. Right. We need to get this bonus going. I think so. So that was the one he thought was the most odd. I think we need to have a segment where we look up the weirdest, like have a segment where we look up weird uh, rules and then make up one and then see if you can figure out which one's the right one. <laughs> Added it. Yeah. I like that s- should be part of your intro next week. Yeah, I'll do or that. Or Saturday. Yeah. If you have time, do your intro if you're doing one Saturday. Uh, we probably won't do an intro. We'll probably just talk about just straight be a special episode because you won't be there. Yeah. Wait. So just be a, a regular one. Uh, <laughs> like a one, like not a regular one. It would be one just like not like with everything that we do. Right. So I feel like that's like basically just with us. Well, then next Thursday, well, next Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday, I'll, look, I'll look up some stuff and, and figure out that I can't think of what we'll call it. Beef's bluff, maybe. There Beef's you go. bluff. That's pretty decent. Yeah, figure out which one is is the is the correct rule. I can get on board with that. So, they took the loss to Georgia Tech. They lost uh, was sixty four fifty eight, and then go on the road to Clemson, and they're getting housed for most of the game, and go on a ten to two run, cut it to nine, and then Clemson hits like two threes in a and in a bucket. And it, it just never gets close. Um, loses 77-62. It just was not a good game all around from the very beginning. Clemson played pretty well, though. you got to give them a little bit of credit. A- after watching them the first game against you, I did not expect that at all. No, they hit a lot of tough shots in that game that's against what I'm us saying. At, I, at Clemson. I think you got to give Clemson a little bit of credit for it. Oh, I, that's I, If I wasn't sound like I was, I'd... I meant I meant to because they took us out of our game from the very beginning, right? And did what they wanted, what we thought would happen to us in the first game when we went to it, because uh, their big man did absolutely nothing against us the first time. No, and killed us in the game Saturday. But he hit his first shot of the game, right? This time, yeah, yes. So that's the thing. I I don't know why I just see certain tendencies more than others. And I feel like with him, when he knocks down that first jumper, he typically has a good game. Yeah. It's almost like a mental placebo where all of a sudden he hits that first one, he feels it. He's not a guy who really ever gets going if he's 0 for 2, 0 for 3, from what I've seen. I can see that. But they they played well and wasn't a fun game to watch at all. Huh? So it wasn't a fun game to watch no, at all. They just beat the brakes off of us. It was so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but then last night... Syracuse came into the building, which there was uh, an accident that happened uh, that a lot of that affected a lot of people in the area, and uh, they did a moment of silence before the game for the accident victims from the the volleyball game. Yeah, and I had no idea that the the other mom, because there was one mom that played volleyball for Louisville, she played volleyball for Syracuse, mm. and I was like, wow. I mean, that's crazy that it ended up lining up like that to where, you know, it was both schools playing each other right after it happened. Right. It's a terrible situation. I'm not going to go into detail or anything because I'll be honest with you, I didn't look into details because I saw what had happened 
And I was like, that's terrible. Right. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Syracuse came in, and I was a little worried. Coming off a two-game, coming on, coming in with two straight losses, and then you have a zone that typically forces you to shoot the ball, and you haven't been shooting one of the past two games. That's exactly what I was thinking. And there's a there was an extreme change to the starting lineup. You start David Johnson, which every fan outside of I'll I'll take I'll take credit for saying that I was against it. Really? Not because he, I think he's a bad player, but I, I'll I'll explain it here in just a minute. Fits better uh, with the second team, in my opinion. Come in, be aggressive. Exactly. I, I'm one of those guys that looks for energy off the bench. Why? And I worry about taking too much energy away from the bench. Why? But with the way your team has started the past couple of games, or even during some of the stretch of when we were winning that's 10 games in a row, you kind of have to make a change. Because if you don't have any energy at the beginning of the game, it's not going to matter if you have energy coming off the bench. True. So you start him, you start Ryan McMahon. The two guys that stayed in there were Sutton and Wara, and then you bring in Malik Williams. Which to me, I don't know about starting McMahon, but McMahon against uh, Syracuse makes sense. Yes. Like that's the one team in the ACC that genuinely makes sense to me. So after the game was over, they asked um, they asked Mac if this was going to be a permanent thing. He said, I think that uh, – or he said, DJ will be a permanent starter, and I'm pretty sure Malik will be as well, but we're going to rotate that guard position. So it goes to ex- exactly what you're saying there. I think Perry's the starter. It it honestly is going to be based off matchups because, I mean, you go against a team like Florida State, you want a bigger guard to go alongside David Johnson, so you go Perry or Fresh, one of those two. And then you go against a team like Duke, who is going to play man-to-man, but you need a shooter. I would say probably Perry, because McMahon played terrible against them. I mean, Virginia, Perry. Yeah, most of the time I would say Perry starts, but my still my worry is getting more energy off the bench. That's still a worry even after we won so big last night. I felt like Enoch towards the end of the game kind of energized himself. Uh, he got that dunk in technical. I don't know if you, saw, if you were still watching then. I kind of wish he would have pointed at Trez after that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this Trez-like. Oh, uh, yeah, because it was definitely Trez-like. He hung on the rim a couple times. But I've got a, uh, alter ulterior point for you. I, I think Virginia is a team that McMahon starts against because I think with a pack line defense, if they're going to double down below the free throw line, you're going to get open threes. Yeah. And if you do that, you want somebody out there who's going to hit them at a consistent clip, and Perry can hit them, but Perry's got to be hot and got to have his feet set ready to go, whereas – if you've got McMahon out there, they can't really double down. To me, McMahon just has to understand his role, and they've got to put him in situations that are going to force that to, like the play to come to him in his right spot. Like, I've never heard anything be so correct but so off the wall. And today I was listening to the drive. i got to give credit. Mark Ennis, he does the drive on 93.9. Yeah. And he said the thing with Ryan McMahon that makes him so different from the other guards – is Ryan McMahon is like a running back that you run the ball with to get one yard just to make the team respect the running, the rushing of the ball. Why? Now, sometimes he may break it off and you may get two or three threes, but if even if you don't, you still have to play for the run. Why? You still have to play his shot, and it opens it up for other people. That's what I'm saying about the pack line is there are certain yeah. people that you can't help off of, and even in the zone, they're rotating to that side. They're always going to know where they're at. So it creates driving lanes, it creates cutting lanes, uh, creates offensive rebound opportunities. To me, it just does a lot more. I, I still 
don't think he's a great piece, but to me, the depth you all have, I mean, there, I've, I've heard arguments for having depth, which I never fully understood. But Like having too much depth? Yeah. Yeah. But I think you guys have all the pieces that you need. It's just, is the puzzle maker going to be able to put them together? Yeah. And are those players, that's the difference between a puzzle and, and basketball is those players got to show up and play. He can yeah. call all the right calls, and he's done a great job in my opinion. But if they don't show up to play, like what Nora has some games, um, and then obviously at the center position, if you don't have great center play, you're in trouble. If you turn the ball over, you're in trouble. Yeah, for sure. So upcoming this week is the battle of the Beefs Beef Podcast. And North Carolina's coming off a rough stint. Rough. Yeah. It is it is rough. I'm not you know me, I never talk bad about your team unless it's just in a joking manner. <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm definitely not gonna kick you all while you're down right now because you don't see this very often, so when your team is not playing well, it's not fun to watch. No, but I, I, that's the thing I was saying to you about a fan being a fan of a team. You you've got highs and lows, and I think to me sometimes when your team loses like that makes you embrace them even more. Like that's kind of what solidified the Cavs fandom for me was when they were going through all those and even the Sixers. You go through all those losing seasons, and then you can say you're a genuine fan. So nobody wants to lose, but you got to. I guess maybe that's the silver lining on yeah. it all. And this year has been one of those years where they've actually played some really good ball at times as far as closing games it's just came back and bit them in the rear end multiple times if we're being honest man both of our teams in our lifetimes have been pretty good the whole time oh phenomenal i mean louisville's been bad more often than north carolina has in our lifetime like louisville's missed the tournament that i can think of i mean the year that they self-banned but they were still good that year yeah, could have made it. Yeah, that that felt like that team was probably a Sweet Sixteen team. To be honest with you, they were they playing well at pieces. the end of the year. That's that's my criteria this year. Is I'm I'm going to go with uh, age as far as senior leadership, and then I'm going to go with who's hot at the end of the year. Yeah, and then you had the team a couple years ago, which was the transition period. Right. But that team ended up being fun to watch at the end of the year in the in the NIT because all the fans that don't normally get to go went to the game. Right. So it was awesome. Uh, as much as an NIT run can be awesome. Uh, and then I remember right before Denny left, and then they had an NIT team right after we went to uh, the Final Four in 06. Yeah. I don't know if Carolina's even NIT worthy this year, to be honest. But I think if you they can't be, you have to have a winning record. Yeah, they won't be then. I mean, unless they win the ACC tournament, then they get NCAA bid. That's what I was saying the whole time. Yeah. But the thing is, I think this team is capable of beating teams. They've had a lot of teams, good teams on the ropes. You looked at Duke. We gave that analysis. Then they come off and they play Virginia, another team who's going to be an NCAA team, in my opinion. I agree. Have them beat and give that game up at the end. And I I hate to – put the blame on one guy because it's not one guy. But if Christian Keeling, a graduate transfer, misses one more box out or has one more mental lapse, I'm going to lose my mind. Who is – who? which one is Christian Keeling? Is 55. It, is it the white guy? No, that's who, Pierce. Who's the white guy that missed all those free throws against Duke? 
Uh, that was a lot of them. That was everybody, but Justin Pierce missed a couple of them. Pierce and, uh, missed a lot of key free throws in that game. But K- Pierce also hit a couple of mid-range jumpers that were clutch and a couple of threes. Not that that matters, but I'm just saying uh, Cole Anthony missed free throws that game. Garrison yeah. Brooks missed everybody. Like, they shot 17 for 32, I think, is what they were. It was it was horrible. So, can't put that on one person. But Keeling's the one guy who's made some – crucial mistakes as a grad transfer that's not something you expect him to do he's got his mid-range game going if you see him get an open three he's probably not going to knock it down if you see him create off the dribble and get a tough mid-range he's going to hit it like that's just his game so he's understanding his game better and knowing his role but Roy's playing him in key minutes and he's making crucial mistakes so then they go and play Notre Dame and guess who makes a crucial mistake Keeling did you go back and watch it I've already seen it Way too many times, unfortunately. I've watched it twice now. But, yeah, so at the end, you saw the play. You, We were at Cluckers, actually. Yeah. I was talking to Mr. Coleman while it was happening. But Keeling is on the baseline. Fluger seals him. Beautiful box out. Fluger probably moves him, no joke, six foot. Like, that's how far his <laughs> yeah. box out is. Goes up, gets the offensive rebound, kicks it out. Guy's wide open. Leaky Black contests him, probably fouls him, to be honest. I, I think there was probably a foul that was not called on the three hits the three game time at that point. So, yeah, coming into this game, they're not doing well. I hope that brings a chip on their shoulder. I also don't think it's a trap game, but I think you all might be overlooking Carolina. I think everybody wants to beat Carolina because of all their fans, and I think Carolina travels well to this game, not because they're coming from North Carolina, because I think North Carolina has fans all over the country. I mean, it's like me. Agreed. I don't know. I just grew up watching them. Although my cousin is traveling. Yeah, that is a good point. I forgot about that. But I think there's a lot of fans all over the country that will come and see them, um, especially at Louisville, watch them against a good team. So it should, should be a packed house. I surprisingly enough expect it to be a reasonably close game. Um, I, I'd love to see them steal a win at the Yum Center, but it's going to be a extremely uphill battle for that team. We're going to need a great performance from – uh, Cole Anthony, I think Pierce is another guy who's going to have to space the floor. Brandon Robinson coming off the bench is kind of that energy that you mentioned. He comes in aggressively, and he's going to look to knock down some threes. And then obviously Keelan can't make uh, crucial mistakes, but the one guy who's been the star and been consistent all year long, Garrison Brooks, I'm worried about how he plays against Enoch and Williams. Um I think Enoch might be I've I've said this to you the whole time. I think Enoch is the better defender. He's had the better I still don't th- I don't agree with that. Right. Cuz I, I, I no I I think Malik Weems is an except, an exceptional defender. Why? The thing with the thing with uh Enoch is I don't know why but he flourished against you all last year. Best game he's ever had in a Louisville uniform. Yeah. I think he had a 20 and 10 or 12 something like that against you all last year in Chapel Hill. And that was by far like the best game he had ever had. Yeah, hit his first three threes, and maybe that's why I think of Enoch of being because yeah. I've seen the best that he has to yeah. offer. But with that being said, I just that that's the matchup that Brooks is going to have to come to play because Carolina doesn't win if Brooks doesn't have a double double. I mean, if it's not a double double, if it's fifteen to nine, yeah, they can still win. But he he needs to have at least double digit points and eight plus rebounds for sure. I think this game will be the – th- the thing with you all is is you all want this to be ugly 
and to keep it close to where Cole Anthony can take over at the end. Because if you let your, your team stay in it long enough, Cole Anthony is good enough to where he can win games at the end of the game by himself. That's just how much talent he has. Well, he can. They've not this year. I mean, he's not done that so far this year. Yeah. Because teams have made the correct adjustments and taken the ball out of his hands or make him take tough shots. or He's not really settled, but he's not got the best look he can get at the yeah. end of the game. If I'm Louisville, this is what I do. One, I put Perry on I put Perry on Cole Anthony and just say, look, go to town, give him fits. Get in his head, talk to him some, do whatever you can to get him out of his game. Yeah. Two. I'd full court him. I'd yeah. lay off. I'd bump into him full court, drop back, and then put the pressure on once he got to uh, NBA three-point line. Yeah. And then I would I'd be like, look, let's run a pick and roll with uh, – a lot, of, a lot with Williams and David Johnson, or actually, no, I would do it with Sutton more than I would with Williams because I like Williams floating down there more than I like Sutton because I feel like Williams is a better finisher around the rim, where Sutton gets gets better offensive rebounds. So I like him crashing my hunt. Right. And then you have, then you have your two shooters floating off in Perry and Wara, and just play like that, go downhill. I think Louisville has the potential to blow this open, but I think the game will be. Sim, somewhat similar to the Georgia Tech game, I feel like, as far as closeness of the game, not because of the styles. But I think right. they end up winning by more because of free throws down the stretch at the end. Yeah, I think the Nora matchup is actually a very interesting matchup because I think Nora has the potential to go crazy against North Carolina. I don't think there's really anybody. I think Leaky Black might be a guy who Roy might put on him. Yeah. But I really am not sure who defensively. I guess it kind of depends on who you have on the court at that time. But well, does Iowa really have their football players dancing with their – Cheerleaders, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Iowa. That number eight was just looking at the cheerleader. He was not dancing. Interesting choices, Iowa, to have your football team. But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what time is the game? Four. Four. Which actually works out better. At first, I was kind of perturbed because the schedule said six or eight. Yeah. And it was going to be six or eight. And then ESPN asked them to move it. But it actually works out better if you think of it like this. Ordering the fight on Saturday. The fight's at nine. Right. Ordering it at Ryan's. So the game's going to be over by six. By the time you get out there to court, and it's going to be you know, probably seven, seven, fifteen. Right. Whereas if you did it before... Let's say six. If you did it eight, we're not watching a fight anyway because it's going to be an eight to ten game. Yeah, but there's no other fights before the main fight that you really have to watch. That's what I was looking at too. Yeah. That's how those cards go. If they've got a fight like Wilder and Fury that they don't have to sell the card with any other fights, you know, it's a business. I understand It's kind of like the Mayweather uh... – it, but all both McGregor. the Mayweather fights. Yeah, but they had uh, but Davis the, on there, Tank Davis on there. Well, here's one that I didn't know because I, I mean, up until about maybe a year ago, I really didn't watch any of boxing. I didn't really know anything about boxing until Grant kind of got me into it. And uh, the the Mayweather Pacquiao fight was Lomachenko's American debut. Right. And that was when Grant fell in love with Lomachenko. That's his favorite fighter. But that's what I'm saying. To me, you always have one guy who's going to be a dominant favorite. I yeah. mean, stupid favorite. Guy who's fighting somebody he shouldn't even be on the same card with. And all it is is to give him a little bit of shine to let him have a platform of people going, hey, that's the Tank Davis thing, I'm telling yeah. you. That's why they put him on that card because he's signed to Mayweather's label, whatever. 
Yeah, his, Arums, his camp or something. Yeah. Is it Arums? No, no, no. I forget his name. The money team? Promoter. No, whoever his promoter is for Don Mayweather. King. No. That's the only promoter I know. I don't think it's Bob Arums. I think I'm saying the wrong name. I, I'm getting. I'm sure Grant will text me tomorrow or the next day and tell me what, what who it is. I guarantee, yeah. It's a very <laughs> popular guy. I'm just going blank of as far as mixing names up. But whoever it is, he, he would not uh, – he would not put him against somebody who's going to lose to him. Tank Davis didn't have a great showing. He really didn't have a phenomenal fight. But, I mean, that was, to me, how I kind of grew to knew more about Tank Davis. And now he's a pretty prevalent fighter. Where soon, I think, he'll be having uh, pay-per-view cards that he'll be the headliner on. Yeah, so over the weekend we had All-Star Weekend in Chicago. Um, Shy town Let's talk about the the actual dunk contest and the skills challenge and all that stuff first. So first of all, people that didn't listen last week, we did a draft of the players. Both of us lost a player. I benefited more if I'm going to be 100 percent fair. Oh, more than benefited more. I mean, I still feel like Lillard would have won, but I benefited a lot because of the point differential that would have happened if Lillard played in the All Star game. Um, I think so, but maybe not. You don't think that Lillard would have scored a decent amount? Booker had six. I'm going to guess Lillard would have had more than six, yes. Yeah. Um, but also, if you didn't take Booker in the three-point contest, you would have taken heel. You text me, actually, and said that. And so, so, yeah, it actually ended up helping you a little bit. <laughs> well, I would have, that's not going to help me, but... In the three-point contest, it did. Yeah, well, you were already going to win that one. Yeah. It was just the other one. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could have redrafted, but you said, no, nope. I'm going to take with what I got. That's right. I said, all right, that's fair. Beggars can't be choosers. I picked my team. I'm riding with them. So just quick, the winners were uh, Bam, right? Correct. Uh, Shocker. Neither of us had them. No. Bam won the skills challenge, and he beat uh, Sabonis. Yep. So two all big bigs men. moved on. Yeah, two big men in the, in the finals. And great story about Bam. You know, he said his whole motivation, which you – you disrespect him clearly and said you were never taking Kentucky Wildcat. And all Bam did was go out, get an NBA job for his mother. She was making $12,000 a year. Did you hear that? I didn't watch any of the Saturday until the three-point shootout. I was – where was I at Friday? I was doing something and I couldn't watch it. At the club. No, I can't remember where I was. Shaking baby's hands. Maybe. But Bam had a great story where he was talking about growing up and they were, you know, poor. His mother didn't have a vehicle and she walked to her job and uh, she'd come home and make him breakfast every day before he went to school. And she was making $12,000 a year. And his whole goal in going to Kentucky was because Cal got people to the NBA and made them successful <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> You're going to love that. Yeah. His whole goal was to go to Kentucky because he knew that his mom would make more than $12,000 in a year then. That year. Yeah, and it worked out for him, and now he's. Cal's done so much for so many players, man. He's made so many players great that weren't already ranked high enough to go into the draft. <laughs> yeah, people like the Harrison twins, who were top five players. That he, you know, he really put them on the map in the NBA. Guys like Marcus Teague, that was the third or fourth rated player, should have never been though. Let's be real, Marcus Teague was not that guy. No offense to Marcus Teague. Yeah, guys like you know he really you know who he really propelled to a great pro career was Anthony Davis, the guy that wasn't the number one player in the nation. George and consensus, 
Like, I'll give him credit on a couple people. Like, he got... Uh, Derek Willis. Derek Willis, yeah. He got him a mustache. Uh, he got Harrelson in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, like, I'll give him credit for that one because Harrelson played the majority of his career there. Uh, DeAndre Liggins. DeAndre Liggins had a short stint in the NBA. Archie Goodwin. Ar- yeah, great one there. I love Archie. Archie Goodwin's terrible. Yeah, but he made the NBA. Yeah, but that, Archie Goodwin was also like a top 10 player. 24, 25, somewhere around He was there. five stars. He was a McDonald's All-American. Yeah. A guy that was like... They give, I didn't know he was a McDonald's All-American. Yeah, they give this guy credit for making so many players better. Cousins and Wall were already up there at the top. Brad Calipari. That dude didn't even want to play for his own dad. He transferred. <laughs> I know, but he a great article on ESPN talking about how... Uh, I forget what his tattoo said. Something earn not given. Earn not given is exactly correct. Yep. Yeah, because he didn't get a preferred walk-on spot and <laughs> and play go to school for free. Which you know what I can't hate on that. I can't hate on him for that. I'll just hate on him because he looks like a tool. He's uh, not played bad this year. I don't even know who he's playing for. Um, DePaul, I think. Uh, no, I it's know. not DePaul. But I don't, it's, I don't know. I, I don't. I remember he transferred, but I don't remember where he went. Uh. They're not having a great year. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's one thing I never understood. He got credit for a lot of players that were – like, what about Michael K. Gilchrist? Like, he did he get that guy to the league, and did they give him credit for him being so good? Injuries. Injuries? He never had a jump shot. Yeah, he. <sighs> you're right. He has broke. A broke jump shot. <laughs> so, you're right. His jump shot's injured. Bad. Real bad. I love I loved the kid Gilchrist in college. Yeah. But it's like, dude, you gotta get this guy to get out there and shoot the ball. Darius Miller. Patrick Patterson. I'll give Patrick Patterson was a was a McDonald's All American. Yeah. Oh, and in the best class of all time. Like people can try to argue that, but I would I would take the O seven class a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah. Full of superstars. Like we were just watching one of them on T V just now, Kevin Love. Um, and who was the other one you just said? You said Darius Miller. Darius Miller, I'll give him credit for on that one because Darius like Miller's Darius still Miller. in the league, and I like Darius Miller. Now he didn't recruit Darius Miller, but he I feel like he did help to make Darius Miller the player that he was. Yep. So I'll give him credit for that one. But the other guys, I don't give him credit for because those guys would have made the league if they went to Florida Atlantic. It That's didn't matter. a lot of guys though. Yeah, because he get. I'll give him credit for recruiting them, but I'm yep. not giving him credit for him putting them in the league. Like, that's a joke that people give him credit for that. Oh, I'm going there because he's going to put me in the league. No, you could go to the league anywhere. Yeah, but I think, I mean, maybe you're looking at it wrong. Maybe it's just they're saying the national spotlight is on Kentucky and they play a lot of games and they get a lot of exposure and a lot of uh, agents uh, have uh, relations with Kentucky. Let me go ahead and say, let me go ahead and remind you of someone that's probably going to win Rookie of the Year this year. Worldwide West. Who's going to win Rookie of the Year this year, you think? Um, rookie of the year. Maybe a fella down in Memphis. A guy that went to Murray State in a very small conference and got, if Zion Williamson wasn't in his class, probably would have gotten more pub than anybody in college basketball. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to go to a big school to get pub like that. And that's, that. like, yeah, they have a lot of spotlight, but. Yeah, but he wasn't, think that, let's be real. How many people genuinely could say they watched five complete games of John Morant in college in the two years he played there, right? Yeah. How many people can say they genuinely watched five games? Probably not that many, but everybody knew who he was. I would say almost nobody. 
Like I would say we're one of the very few. Yeah, but that's the thing though. I I would guarantee that a lot of people still knew who he was. Yeah, knowing who you are and getting a scout to come watch you and evaluate. Oh, I guarantee you scouts watch a lot more than five games. But oh, as far well, as regular yeah, regular basketball fans, I would agree with you. It would be slim to none. I would say probably less than ten percent. What I'm saying though, if a scout has a chance to go to a Kentucky game and Kentucky's playing some other team that has maybe two, Anthony Edwards or some other yeah. recruit, and you've got five guys on the court that you can watch for future or watch for this draft, or he can go watch John Morant play Eastern Kentucky. He's probably going to go to the UK game. But we went to the Eastern Kentucky game. That's right. We scouted him, and we were impressed. I liked what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I took Derek, Derek Jones Jr., which may surprise you when I say this. I was going to take him the entire time anyway. Yeah, I knew that. And you were like, oh, I hope you fall into that trap. And I won. Yeah, I hope you fall into that trap because I knew you were going to take him. So, if you took him earlier, then that left me other options. Yeah. That's what I was explaining oh, to you. Oh, see, I thought you were – no, because you even said it after you drafted Aaron Gordon. You said, I hope you take Derrick Jones Jr. And I was That's like, why well, I was exp- – think about it. Oh, I took, uh, never mind. I see what you're saying now. Because if I take Aaron him, then Gordon, you get drafted. One of the, okay, I see what you're saying now. I took Aaron Gordon with my first pick of that, which yeah. was terrible. But I genuinely thought Aaron Gordon was going to win. So if you take him out, that gives you – this is the other thing. There's a lot more rounds in the skills competition and three-point competition than there is the dunk contest. Yeah, but neither one of us had somebody move along. So <laughs> we both got zero. <laughs> overall, it was just I should have gone with the three-point contest right away out the gate, which I, I would have taken Joe Harris probably. The the deep ball being added, that's why I took Trey Young, to be honest, and the fact that he really doesn't jump a ton like I thought. Yeah, he looked which, terrible, though. He didn't have a good showing. No. But it was a very impressive uh, – Bertans had a great showing. He looks really enough. good, yeah. It it was fun. Like, the last oh. two things I thought was very fun. The the skills. I didn't see the skills. Skills I, was good, too. Skills was great. I remember what I was doing Friday. I was at Red Top eating a hot dog. Oh. Fire. Your wiener eater. Dude, that, I think I told you all about Red Top before. We saw the picture. Oh, yeah. It's even better now. Because now they have certain types of hot dogs. Wagyu beef wrapped in bacon. That stuff's expensive. It was like nine bucks just for the dog. Which is worth it. Oh, dude, it was I just, by far the best hot dog I've ever I just saw a steak at Lemu for Lemu, however you say it. Lemu? Yeah. For $248. That's did, you go, did you eat there? No. Heck no. Do you think I got that type of Well, that's rice? like, yeah, but that's a Wagyu beef steak, I think. Right. It's Wagyu, yeah. And There's grades to it. Yeah. I once saw this guy went to a Japanese auction that they didn't even let Americans go to. It was on uh, Two Chains Most Expensivest. That's a good show. Great show. 10-ounce Wagyu steak, 300-something dollars. <laughs> Whoa. Give me that. Yeah, I, that was my first time eating any type of Wagyu at all. Yeah. It was good. Bacon wrap, too. Yeah, bacon wrap. Just being disrespectful to Wagyu. Had chili, which I don't normally eat chili on my hot dog. Right. Which I'm sure I'll get killed for. Crushed. But, um, that is the most fire hot dog I've ever had. It's amazing. Coney sauce, mustard. What is Coney sauce? Don't know, but it, the whole hot dog was fantastic. Coney sauce. It's got to be mustard. That's is my it, Coney sauce. Well, no, because it said mustard. I know, but I'm that's that's what I put on my Coney's is Ooh. mustard. That's why I say Coney sauce. It was you could see it underneath, uh, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. I didn't ask him. 
But it was, yeah, easily the most fire hot dog I've ever had. But moving to the uh, the All-Star game, the All-Star well, game. Hey, man, what about the three, first and foremost, the skills competition was great. All bigs advanced. I started to say that. Oh, okay. So it was all bigs. Very interesting. Now, the last one, they did miss a lot of threes. It was kind of like throwing it at each other to try <laughs> to hit it and knock it out. And then you went into the three-point contest, new format, phenomenal addition to it. I, I'm kind of one of those guys who's a traditionalist, and I'm kind of like, man, you just got to keep doing what you were doing. But to be honest, a lot of the veterans like Reggie, Kenny, D. Wade, all the other analysts who we heard, Shaq, all these other guys, Scotty, all of them embraced it. And I was, I think that made me eventually come on board to it because yeah. naturally I was kind of offended by it at first. I'm like, this is the three point contest. Like you compare their scores to the past. You, you add the money ball, you do a whole money ball rack. There's all these changes. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with changing it then. So great addition made it. They added 10 seconds. Everybody should have had the chance to finish on time. You know what I mean? It, yeah. That 10 second addition was kind of ridiculous. I, I think it was a trial year. And I think next year they might do eight seconds. Now, they might leave it to try to make sure you've got the best chance to get the best score, but it did feel a little bit longer. Like you were watching them shoot for longer than usual, which it was only 10 seconds longer. But yeah. it, to me, it changed it, the viewing uh, pleasure. And then you go into the night and you go into the dunk contest and just absolutely the most disrespectful thing to Aaron Gordon. Never going to see him in a dunk contest again, thanks to D. Wade. Just I love how everyone's his... blaming him, and then he comes out with that tweet. He's like, I love how I'm getting all the blame, but the, I wasn't the only one that gave him a nine. Hey, you know what? That's what I say. You're pointing the finger, D-Wade, how many fingers you got going back to you? If D-Wade gave him a 10, they tied again. Yeah, but if Candace Parker gave him a 10, they doing it as well. Chadwick Bozeman. Yeah. That's who I blame it on. Yeah, the Black Panther. Yeah, terrible. I mean, why is this guy even a judge? What's funny is we're sitting over at Smitty's watching this. Yeah. And <laughs> DJ's fiance Katie, was like, man, who's that? That skinny guy keeps giving them bad grades. That skinny small guy. And I was like, that's the dude that played Black Panther. She's like, no, it's not. I was like, yes, it is. I was like, how did you not notice that whenever they showed them up close at the very beginning? She's like, that's not him. And then they showed him again. She goes, oh, my gosh, it is him. Wakanda forever. Yeah. I was like. I've never even seen the movie, and I knew that was him. I know. I did as well. Now, why he was a judge, don't know. Should have been Lil Wayne. Take it to the judge. Should have been Lil Wayne. Get Lil Wayne down there. Let J. Cole <laughs> judge it. Yeah, because at least he can dunk. I think J. Cole would have been a great judge. Yeah. I bet he would have given him a 10. Aaron Gordon would have won. You think so? For sure. I feel like that he just pulled, like, he didn't even, like, he didn't have a dunk. And then Shaq told him to jump over him. I think he didn't have a dunk before. It should have been, if you get 450s, it should have been over. Well, didn't Eric, didn't Derek Jones Jr. get 450s as no, well? No, he didn't. He got, so the way they do it is you advance to the next round. Well, that's always been like that, though. So they both advance, and then they both got 50s in that. And so because they both got 250s in the final. Yeah. Then they had to go to a dunk off. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I don't care if I'm in the minority on this. I don't think that taco fall dunk was as impressive as everyone says. I think I think the mascot dunk that he did was way more impressive in 2016. Uh, that's the most impressive dunk of all time. 
the, dummy. The mascot one? Yeah. Well, you were the one that argued with me that that, that that dunk contest wasn't the best one ever. Okay, there's a difference between the best dunk of all time in a dunk contest and the best dunk contest. It had two contest. of the most impressive dunks ever in dunk contest history. Yeah. And it was by two different people. I think Aaron Gordon's dunk this time, the 360 off the back of the backboard, I think that's in that conversation of top five dunks of all time in the dunk contest. I think you got to probably put Dr. J in there from the free throw line. I think Jordan's dunk. Well, dunks... see, I take him out because of what Levine did in 2016. No. Levine put it between his legs from the free throw line. Yeah, but it wasn't from the free throw line. And neither was Dr. J's. Dr. J's was. Run the tape back. More of the story, and and this year, did you see Levine was working on a 360 from the free throw line? Yeah, which is insane. Oh, my God. Which is insane. It looks so weird, too. Yeah, like, it didn't even look real. It for real looked like it was glitching out on a video game, like something was not right. And he missed it. He didn't make it. But yeah. I, I'm going to guess. You he's, know he's probably made that at least once. I'm going to he's, he, guess he's made <laughs> it. He just, he, it wasn't like he missed it bad. No. He, like, barely missed it. Hit off the back rim. He was high enough. He yeah. just... I mean, trying to find the rim after doing a 360 from the free throw line, you're probably a little concussed. <laughs> yeah. You don't know where you're at. You said you weren't really impressed with the one. I like the one where he jumped over the guy and the guy threw it off the backboard, Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. I like that dunk a lot. But that's my thing is I felt major repetition from Derek Jones Jr. I, I didn't share it, but there was a video of some of his high school dunk contests that he did so much more of a variety than only jumping over people and taking the ball off the back of their neck. I feel like that was everybody. And only doing between the leg. Yeah, they, for some reason, that was the dunk this year. Yeah, it was just, just dump, jumping over somebody. Right. And I was like, can we do something else? Like, these are very impressive. I don't want to take it any... But it was like... Okay, who can jump over the tallest person or who can jump over? Like, Yeah, but the tallest person to me was the one-up. Like, a lot of times you used to see it, they'd add people to it. Yeah. And that's the thing. But to me, the Derrick Jones Jr. first dunk, he pushes off that dude's back. That's got to be a deduction. He misses it, and then he pushes off the dude's back. I just I felt as if Aaron Gordon was robbed again. And I use the word robbed. I think Derrick Jones Jr. was a great contestant and – would have won against So you think else. it should have gone another round is what you're saying? This is, you know what I think straight up? They were talking about it should have been a tie. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard in commentating history. You want to tie in a dunk contest? Hey, guys, don't be stupid. What should have happened is you should have said we're doing one final dunk. Whenever that may be, you tie in the final, you go, we're doing one final dunk. This is not a score dunk. This is you vote for him. Or you vote for him. You get to watch both dunks. That's yeah. what it should be. Why would you not do it that way? And I think also, too, they said it, you should bring the half point back. In my opinion, that... Tony thinks that, too. I don't I don't know how much I agree with that. That Pat Connaughton dunk where D. Wade gave him an eight, that was better than an eight. Oh, I agree with that. Pat, Pat Connaughton was, to me, the most slept-on one in that competition as far as scores. And he brought the hype in the first one with the um, white man can't jump. Yeah. Dwight Howard should never even look at a dunk contest again. That was awful. Yeah, but I told you, he he requested to be in there, and the NBA didn't have anybody else. Nobody wants to do it. It's like we said, Jaw's not going to do it. Zion's not going to do it. I'm mean, so they, sad if they really don't do it. Like, I hope Jaw comes around. Jaw's pretty much already said for sure he's yeah, not I doing mean, it. Yeah, I mean, he said, nah, I'm not going to do it. But Zion hasn't said, but I think if you get Zion, you'll be good. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like it's a, a snowball effect. Right. 
You get him, you're going to get other people that want to dunk against him. Well, but this is the thing. I think the opposite. I think in the case of if you get Zion, people might not do it because they don't want to compete against Zion in a dunk contest. Why Why would you want to do that? That's not going to end well for you. See, I, I would love to see – I mean, Gordon's never going to do it again, but I'd love to see no. Gordon and Jones, Levine, Mitchell, Zion, and Ja. That, that would be my dream for next year. I get the Mitchell edition – I I really wasn't overly impressed, and I, I'm just saying just because he won it a couple years ago, right? So you had all the winners from a couple years ago, and then the guys that some people think should have won. I think Derek Jones Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Zach Levine is good enough for me, and then you add Zion. I, those those are my dream four for next year. If somehow the NBA could make those, I think Levine wanted to do the three point contest this year to show he's more than just the dunker and. I don't think he did a great job at doing that. <laughs> he, I mean, it's the NBA, you know, the, all those guys can shoot. But to go up against the best shooters in the world yeah, just wasn't his best decision. So what What did you – what was our final score in the skills challenge? 25 to 10, you put the beat down on me, thanks to Devin Booker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 25 to 10. Um, so then we went to the All-Star game. Yep. And – I was a little nervous about the setup of it. I can't lie. Uh, I think you were kind of hesitant as well because you felt like they were kind of taking it from the big three and you were wondering how good they could actually do it. That was the TBT. Or the TBT. Yes. Yeah. Or wait, I thought it was the big three that did this. No. It's a, well, the big three does where you go to a set score, mm-hmm. but the TBT tournament has that Elam ending. So once you get under four minutes, they always call the timeout. The team's always called a timeout. And then they added, I forget how many points, nine points. Mm-hmm. So the first one, the team, let's say it's 77 to 73. Yeah. They add nine points to the leading score. So you got to get to 86. 86 is what they call your target score. Yeah. First team to 86 wins. So that's, yeah, big three has where you get to 50. But the target score as far as in the game is the TBT. So they basically took the best of both worlds and put their own spin on it. Now, I didn't know how I would like it, but I did like it. And then I also... So, for those of you who didn't know, we'll just give a quick synopsis of it. They had two different uh, captains, like they started doing three years ago, something like that. That's right. Because they got tired of East versus West, because it was getting out of hand. How bad two years ago, right? This La- was the, Last year and the year before. Yeah, so this is the third... Yeah, this would be the third year, yeah. You're right. Because it was LeBron's last year in Cleveland against Curry's team. And then both times in L.A. And those are the guys who are voted on by the fans. So, yeah. in my opinion, I do like that as well, too. The guys who get the two most votes get to be the captain. So, um, the the quarters, they basically picked two um, charities from the city that they're in, right? That's right. And uh, the two captains were uh, Giannis and LeBron. And basically, whoever wins the quarter wins $100,000 for that. It's $100,000, right? Yeah, $100,000 for that charity and that one. And you do that for the first three quarters. They reset the score every quarter, but they keep it up as well. They keep... The, they keep track of it, I guess you should Total say. Total score for the first yeah. three quarters. And then to honor Kobe, they would add 24 points to the total scores from the first three quarters. Right. I thought the coolest part other than the fourth quarter was the part where they tied, and instead of just not giving anybody anything, it just went to the team that ended up winning. 
Right. Which I heard an argument to say that each charity should have got 50K at that I point. I could see that. I like just playing it out because that just makes the fourth even more meaningful at that yeah. point. You knew it was already going to be meaningful. Then you just add an extra 100K. Those kids were going insane. It was awesome. Yeah. And it's, at one point, everybody was going insane, man. Because, oh, yeah. Like, I felt bad for my two brothers, Ryan and Matt, because they were watching it. Ryan fell asleep and Matt fell asleep as well. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think you all realize what you are missing right now. Because no. I knew neither one of them DVR'd it. Because you, like, you expect them to play hard in the fourth quarter, but like, I don't think anybody expected them to play as hard as they were. Like there was like a couple couple minutes in, and Embiid goes to the free throw line, and he is pouring sweat. And chirping. Yeah, I was like, dude, this is insane. Like just a couple minutes into it, and it was insane. And Team LeBron came into the quarter down nine. nine. Yeah, and ended up ended up getting the win, but. It was so much fun to watch that fourth quarter. It was literally like all the best players playing against each other. I still think, though, after the second quarter, it was like during the second quarter it became a game. The first quarter was very lackadaisical. It didn't look like doing that system was going to change much, to be honest. And I saw an immediate change in the second quarter. And I think part of that was the certain players like CP3. CP3 was playing hard the whole game. Kyle Lowry was playing hard the whole game. Giannis was playing hard the whole game. Uh, Rudy wasn't playing super hard, but Rudy... He was playing had, really good. So that's the, the notes that I took were, first and foremost, the best pick of the entire draft was Rudy Gobert at 12 for you, <laughs> finishing with 21 points, 2 assists, and 11 rebounds. He basically solidified your victory for you. And then CP3 at number 10. You had CP3 who had 23 points, 6 uh, assists, and 2 rebounds. I thought you had Chris Paul. No, you had CP3. Uh, so my, my guys that were 12 and 11 were Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lowry. So you think about those two compared, or even Jokic I had at 10, 5, 6, and 2, 8, 1, and 2, compared to your 44, 8, and 13. I mean, just <laughs> dominated me down there. Now, I thought Harden would have played better. Yeah. Uh, Harden really didn't do anything until the end. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you, that, that offensive foul they called on him was absolute garbage. One, because it was in an all-star game. But two, Lowry smacked the daylights out of him before he even pushed off. So, to me, you let that push-off go, and you shoot the shot, and the game's over with. I think it was clearly a foul. It was, if you go back and look at it, Lowry fouls the crap out of him. Yeah, but I think Harden, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you call that first one either way. I, I, it was 100% an offensive foul to me. And Kawhi was the MVP, so Kawhi helped me. That was my only piece that I had that really had a great Kawhi game. Kawhi played fantastic. And if I'm a Lakers fan, Tony, I should be. I would be really worried after watching how he played in that game, because even during the battling times in the fourth quarter, like the dude looked calm. I think he kind of uh, faded towards the end, though. That was the thing. He had 24. I mean, he had eight threes forever. Yeah, he never broke the record, did he? Never broke the record. Finished with 30 points, four um, assists, and seven rebounds. And then AD and Embiid were the other two who did really well for me. Simmons, I think, was kind of the guy who was a subtle star. And Trey Young making his first appearance, I think both had good games. I, I drafted Trey Young very high. I drafted him fifth, if you remember, because Trey Young, I think, shows up for these type type of events. But Trey Young finished with 10, 10, and 3. And then Simmons... Simmons finish with 17 5 and 6 so 
basically my two through seven had pretty good showings, and then outside of that, I didn't have much. <laughs> yeah, my twelve showed up pretty good. Yeah, no, your one, <laughs> one, two, six, ten, and twelve was where your money was made. Luca didn't do much. I told you he wasn't on my short list. Harder. He had a couple key shots though. Those two threes in a row. I'm, he didn't do much as far as that. Third but, quarter. Yeah, those third quarter threes he hit were big time. Yeah. And then uh, Harden, I told you, he wasn't really on my short list of people to take. Westbrook was the one guy who you got who I really wanted, and Westbrook did not have a good showing. No. Played a good amount of minutes. Tatum didn't have a great showing. Middleton didn't have a great showing. Donovan had seven, four, and five, but was just kind of out there, you know yeah. what I mean, with those other guys. Sabonis, two, two, zero, and six, not a great showing for you. But somehow, magically – you came through with a win again. <laughs> what was uh was 350 to 346? Total points. So you had 160 total points scored for your team. I had 152. And then you had 190 bonus points for the multi- two-time multiplier for assists and rebounds. 43 assists, 52 rebounds on your team added 190 points for the grand total of 350 points. My team had 39 assists, not much for passing the ball, and 58 rebounds, better on the offensive glass as well too. 194 bonus points for me, which equaled a grand total of 346. Yeah. So, so surprisingly enough, it was an extremely close game. Four points de- decided the difference. That's two rebounds <laughs> that changed the di- – or two rebounds – one rebound, one assist, whatever you want to look at it. But it, I think overall it was a good time. I had a lot of fun doing it. I think the All-Star game was a great system. I'm hoping – I haven't heard. They haven't confirmed that they're going to they do it. They did confirm it. Did they? Yeah, I Silver think it was today. Did. They said that they will – that that is going to be the uh, – Format. The format going forward. Which is highly intelligent on their part. I'm yeah. sh- in my opinion, there needs to be some minor tweaks and changes – a lot of people talked about as far as how the ending should be. Should it be possible to end at the free throw line? I think it should be. I think there's pressure involved there. When AD missed that first one. I missed it on purpose. Yeah, no way. <laughs> but to me, that's a very meaningful ending. And then also, Kendrick Perkins actually had a surprisingly good analysis. <laughs> very comical guy as well, too. He was grilling Kyrie about being the uh, CBA commissioner or whatever. Um, but then after that, he said, if you're going to do where you change it, you have to do it to where you score a bucket to win. The way you do it is if you get a foul, your team loses one point. Because he said, otherwise, why would anybody, if you think there's going to be an open shot, you're just going to take the foul. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're not going to, if you just have to inbound and there's no repercussions for fouling, you're going to do it every time. Yeah, I mean, there should be some subtle change. I, th- I think the biggest one should be the one that you just brought up, where both charities should have just got 50000 50, Really? Yeah, I, th- I like that one. I, I think the good thing, too, I should have said this as well, too. So LeBron's charity, which I think was uh, Chicago Scholars, one, yeah. of, one of them was Chicago Scholars. That was his. Got $400,000. Phenomenal. Now, Giannis's um, After school... I think it's what theirs was. I forget the name of it, but but they got a hundred k, which is phenomenal as well too. That's that's a lot of money, but the players on Team Giannis were going to contribute together and add an additional hundred k. So like to me, that's phenomenal as well too. I ba- I think that's basically them saying, hey, we should have done better for you, and that just shows that they were buying into the system of wanting to play hard. 
Um, I think part of it is competing for themselves. Um, I think that doing the quarters naturally brings that out, but then obviously those kids actually being there. Yeah. Not, not just sponsoring them, not just giving them that money. The kids being there watching it live in person. I think that was great. I agree. I agree. So overall, you were, you were happy with the All-Star game? Loved it. I, I, loved, I, I was extremely disappointed with the celebrity game. Won't won't be the same unless they bring some of the comedy back to it. Um, impressed with the Saturday night events. Like the changes that were made. Still think we got to get some more guys involved with it. You know what we didn't talk about? What? The Rising Stars game. Rising that was a surprisingly good game. But they really didn't. They came back. They went on a huge. The USA team went on a huge run and came back and won. And then they had those dunk offs at the end where John ja Moran and Zion missed fifteen dunks. John ja Moran missed two, and Zion missed about twelve. Yeah. But you know who didn't miss? Brandon Clark. True. Brandon Clark did make his, and I did not realize that Brandon Clark was not from the United States. Yep. I did not realize that until uh, Friday. Canada, right? I don't know. I think Canada. Because he's one of those guys who I'm telling you that Canadian team's got some young talent, but Shea, uh, Alexander Walker, Jamal and, Murray, right, and R.J. Barrett. Yeah, yeah, Jamal Murray's, um, yeah, he's young. And then before that, Corey Joseph, Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson, Andrew Wiggins. Yep. Yeah, they do have a lot of talent. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But their Olympic team somehow never gets all of them together. <laughs> Nash is actually helping out with it now. That means Barrett will play. I think so, yep. Because that's his godfather. Which yep. I, I for, I'd forgotten about it, even though I'd watched the rookie show on here, on ESPN+. Plus. I'd That was when I, I – I think I'd maybe heard it before, but I'd forgotten. I just – I don't know. I, I haven't really paid that much attention to R.J. Barrett, but apparently he's actually playing pretty good. He's had some good games. He wasn't getting a ton of minutes, and then when Morris got hurt, he started picking up some more minutes, and then Knox has been playing terrible, and so he's kind of expanded his role. Yeah. But I guess that, I guess that's all. I guess we moved the power move. Boom. How many power moves you got? 42. How many you got, really? Four. I got two, or one. I always tell you with my first number. Oh, I never knew that. I got one. Secret. All right, well, I'll start off with a start off with a simple <laughs> one. Um, I got to give a shout out to Mimo's Pizza, bro. So, you know I'm an East Coast pizza guy. You know there's a subtlety to that pizza as far as the flavor of the sauce. There's a texture to the crust. There's a technique to, I think they call it baking the pizza still. Whatever it is, Mimo's has got it, bro. So, Paoli, Pike. Up there by those apartments on your right-hand side. Super homey feel. Your boy ate a whole large pizza besides one slice. I did give – I allowed my nephew one slice. I 100% and family can attest to this. Pick the smallest piece out of all my pizza <laughs> to give to him because he's a little guy. He's just a little guy. And ate the rest of the pie. $14 for a large cheese. Went with the cheese just to try it. Oh, dude, I'm going back. I told you I was having dreams about it, so that's my first power move. Second power move, um, I don't know if you saw this, but Baylor beat Oklahoma Tuesday for a Big 12 record, 23 straight wins. I did not see that. Got to give Baylor a little bit of a shout-out, and that's also part of the reason why I've told you I'm, I'm rethinking my strategy as far as picking teams this year. I'm going with senior or veteran leadership. Baylor might fit that category. 
You know who else does? Of many teams. Louisville. Villanova. Colin Gillespie. Louisville does. Carolina, uh, no. Louisville does. I know. Oh, Carolina, <laughs> Carolina, no. So, uh, my power move. Monday, uh, we played basketball. And uh, while we were playing basketball, they had moved the Daytona 500 to Monday because of weather the day before. And there was a horrific accident uh, that involved Ryan Newman. And uh, so, DJ, here's where you can tell your guy that I'm going to talk about NASCAR. Oh. Yeah. So, there was a horrific crash. For those of you that didn't see it. DJ seems like he's got a bunch of guys. He seems like a guy guy. Oh, for sure. You take that how you want, DJ. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's it's funny, man. He's like, you, you listen to Shaq's podcast? I'm like, nah, man, I don't really have time to listen to podcasts. And when I do, I usually listen to King and the Sting. Uh, but he starts telling me facts about Shaq. And I'm like, man, I've been a Shaq fan for a long time, man. I know, I know all these facts. Like, you should know this about me, man. It's like me trying to tell you stuff about a bunch of movies. Like, you watch a bunch of movies that I don't watch. Ooh. And he would be able to tell me that. You know what I mean? I didn't know he's a big movie fan. Oh, yeah. Him and Katie go to movies all the time. Movie buff? Yeah, he, he's Why a big movie buff. Why don't you just get a fire stick? He's got one of those... Uh, He's got one of those cards from Regal where it's like, I don't remember. Oh. And you can watch Go to Unlimited Movies in a month. Yeah. I thought they took that away. That was the movie pass, but Regal got it. Ah. So, smart move on Regal's part. Power move. But back to back to what we're going. Whoa. Blow your nose, man. Please. Big booger there. Uh, but there was a horrendous. How did he get hurt not even playing? He's on the bench and some injured him. Maybe his nose is just running or something. Yeah. Horrendous accident that involved uh, Ryan Newman, which looked like it could have been potentially fatal, if we're being honest. Right. With the way he caught on fire and flipped and everything. And got and, hit on his driver's side. Yeah. And you are going to be like, why is this your power move? Did you see your boy yesterday walking around the hospital already? It's pretty impressive. So that's my Felt power like move. Felt like a new man. Well played. You see well what played, I did there, bro. You see what well, I did well there. Well played. I like that. I was actually saving that, and that was just good timing. Yeah, that was, that was good. But yeah, got to give got to give the power move to Ryan Newman. Yeah. Car catches on fire, flips over, gets hit on the driver's side, and everything. And the dude is already walking at the hospital. I think he's already been released. Probably gonna be back in the saddle next week. If he's <laughs> if he's if he's driving already, dude, that's ridiculous. That'd be insane. I would reconsider my career, to be honest. Like, I think you've made enough money. Just bail. But my my other one, I should have started off with this one, too. Got to give credit to All-Star Game. Changes made help. Great city. Good venue. Jerseys. Surprisingly great jerseys. When when I saw them in person, the 24-2 and two thing, I thought worked out well. Now, it was pretty comical because I wanted to know how many people around the country <laughs> went... Who's that number 24? And then which one? <laughs> yeah. Um, or who's that number two? But the kids there from the charity, I think, were the biggest selling point to me. Fun to see the new players involved. And I think overall it was the correct players that were selected besides one. You know, obviously should have had Bradley Beal there. Who did you take out? I mean, I still, I don't know. Sabonis. Sabonis has had a great year. Bam. Bam's had a great year on a team that's winning games. I don't know who you take out. I think that was the only guy that should have additionally been there is Bradley Beal. Somehow we should have figured out how to just get him in there. Yeah. And then my last power move as well, too. 
I don't know if you saw this, but shout out to Ron Rivera, now the Washington Redskins coach. And I hope he's a terrible coach because I hope the Eagles continue to kick the Redskins rear end, even though I think they beat us this year. With that being said, former Panthers coach as well too, right? So he decided what's he going to do with all his Panthers gear? He's going to have a charity yard sale. <laughs> so he takes everything and he sells it. And he raised over 30K for the Humane Society in Charlotte there. Wow. Sold over like 4,000 pieces, met a lot of people, signed some autographs, um, pad some babies on the head, did a great job. But to me, if you're going to get rid of your stuff, that's the way to do it. Make 30000 for a charity of choice. Humane Society, in his case, doing a lot of good for old Charlie's little brothers and sisters out there. The best part of when he was uh, announced, though, was the... Uh, Josh Norman deal. No, was the owner being like, uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what, dude? What are you oh, talking about? Oh, man. It's been a long day. Yeah, it's been a long couple years for Washington. Yeah. Well, I don't even remember. When's the last time they were good? Sean Taylor. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. How many, how many beefs you got? They re-signed Adrian Peterson. That was a good choice on their part, by the way. I've got two beefs. Same. I'll go with my first one. All right. So, I don't know if you saw last night, but uh, NC State beat the brakes off of Duke. Close game. Yeah, it was close. It was after Louisville won, so I got to come home and watch that. And it actually put Louisville back in first place for time being. Sole possession, by, right? Yeah, by half game. Uh, well, after the game's over, uh, you're going through the handshake line, and Kevin Keats looks to say, you know, hey, we're going to try to keep these guys, and K just blows by him. And it made me think, this guy does this every time he loses. How do you lose that many games? In your, and it's not because he's because he's a bad coach. I'm not saying that. But he's lost a lot of games because when you coach a lot of games, you're going to lose a lot of games. He's also won a lot more than he's lost. Yeah. You've lost that many games, and you still can't be a good loser. I mean, or not a good loser, I don't, because I'm not a good loser either. Right. But you can't be respectful for the person that just beat you. That's an awkward conversation, though. I've always thought about that. Like, the winning coach is trying to think of something to say to kind of make it cordial and also not rub it in his face and – Say you competed, but guess what? Duke didn't really compete yesterday. Well, see, here's the thing. Did Roy Williams throw a hissy fit when Mike Krzyzewski came back and beat them in Chapel Hill? Not to, not to step on, you know, would like, if you remember correctly, Roy Williams was actually very cordial with him. Yeah. And it was like, I don't, with the way we just lost that game, there's no way I wanted to really talk to you. But guess what? Roy Williams didn't do that. Yeah. Like, that's what bugs me about this is, you've been doing this for so long, just, Take the beating. You got beat. It happens. Take the beating. The dude obviously wasn't trying to show you up. He looks like he was trying to make sure you guys didn't get trampled or didn't get disrespected, and then you disrespected him. Yeah. I don't know. It, I mean, when when we beat him, he complained about how we were able to do more things than they were. It's like, dude, you're at home. You won't get every call all the time. <sighs> Like stop him! You lost. That's what, I feel like he never gives credit to the other teams, and it bothers me. I think that's part of him being an elite competitor, though. I don't think he does it naturally, or I think I don't think he does it intentionally. He does it naturally, but it's yeah. There's a point at which you go. You got to give 
some people a little bit of credit. Yeah. And uh, his preparation is elite. H? I mean, yeah. I don't think he's there yet, but he might be close. <laughs> but my my beef is going to be with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh. This one is an interesting situation because I, I told you before the season I was not high on the John Beeline situation. Surprisingly enough, I don't think it was a great move for John Beeline either. And it's a rare case of wasn't right for either party. Beeline took less money to be there. The Cavs are in a rebuilding process with young talent trying to figure out what their future is. Beeline's offensive system and defensive rotation does fit an NBA system. He was going to have a good team. I think literally maybe he wasn't forced out the door, but I think Jawan Howard was ready to take a team, and Mm -hmm. I think Jawan Howard wanted to take Michigan. And so Beeline probably could have been there again this year. I think Beeline thought this team was not going to be that great, and now later in the season, I think he he might be right. They're a good team, but they're not a great team. They were definitely hot at the beginning of the season, but have definitely gone downhill as the season's gone on. They lost a lot of pieces, man. I don't think people understand those pieces that they lost, how important they were. I, I still think Iggy was one of the most underrated players in college basketball last year, and I think uh, Matthews was another guy who I, I wish Matthews wouldn't have got hurt uh Tony Hicks's buddy, because I would have really liked to see him have a fair chance at an NBA career. Now, he's probably, if he's not already there, going to have a great foreign career. But Matthew Math- Wesley Charles Math- Matthews. Charles Matthews. Why am I saying Wesley? I couldn't even say it right. <laughs> uh, playing for the Bucks now went back to Michigan somehow. Charles Matthews had a great college career at Michigan. Not a great college career at Kentucky. Yeah. But... We'll see what happens to them. So in this case, a Cavs probably don't make that mistake again. They've got J.B. Bickerstaff there now. I don't think he's the coach of the future in the long run, but I don't think they need to dive into a situation and pick up somebody. I think, surprisingly enough, like a kid, a Jason Kidd, wouldn't be a bad option. Um, I think you've got, uh, what's his name, Who Fizdale out there. Fizdale, I wouldn't mind seeing, but there's a lot of guys who will be available. I think in the, the Knicks. I think the Knicks pulled the plug on Fizdale way too early. Yeah, I think. The I, like have, I like. I like. I know we both do. We both like Fizdale a lot. Yeah. So I, that's why I say though, there's plenty of options out there. There's a lot of assistant coaches who could be good head coaches, um, and then obviously you can pull from the college level. But I, how often have we seen that work? Like Billy Donovan is the one guy who you have to give credit to. Yeah, Billy Donovan has that team playing at an elite level when they don't have an elite roster. I mean, if you think of guys that it's Larry Brown. Yep. Larry Brown was an elite coach. Uh, went to the final, won an NBA Finals, right, with the Pistons. Yeah, mul- mul- uh, two. He, right? he won one, I think. Uh, Van Gundy. No, who's the guy that coaches in Dallas? Didn't he win one with them too? Carlisle. Wasn't Carlisle at, at Detroit? I don't think so, but. Maybe you're right. I feel like Carlisle, I thought it was Larry Brown both times. It might have been. I know he won one of them at least. But a lot of people don't realize that Larry Brown was at Kansas. Yep. And SMU. And a, was it UCLA too? Somewhere else as well. Before. I think it was UCLA because I'm pretty sure he coached against Louisville in the 80 championship. He's got some age to him, obviously. Yeah. He was in SMU after he left the NBA, which I never really thought he would coach again. And he came back out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't think so either. He actually got them to where they were good again, though. Yeah, he he rebuilt them a little bit, and they had uh, two really good players and just didn't have the rest of the team on board. Uh, verge of doing something special there. 
didn't end up doing it. <laughs> Hancock always talks about that was the craziest place he's ever played at. Really? Because he said on the front row you got George W. Bush, and then you have some people just talking to him bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said that was that was the craziest place he ever played. Yeah. I want to I want to end with my beef. So all right, go, I'm go going with my other. second one then. So I was watching VCU versus Dayton the other day, which was very interesting game to me. You got Dayton, who's a top five team. Obi Toppin. Yeah. Are they five or six? They're top five. So in the top ten for sure, five or six. And VCU is a great test for them, right? And in this, I'm, I, I told you I usually don't listen to a ton of what the commentators have to say. There's a lot of guys who I like to listen to just to laugh. But as far as the analytical basketball stuff, I like um, Billis, I think, is elite level rocket scientist when it comes to that stuff. Uh, not Shulman, but what's the other guy who uh, – there's another one who's good. I can't th- I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. Kind of has a s- – s- I don't know who his name I'm not even going to help you. I'm <laughs> not even going to give you a good description. But more of the story, I'm listening to it, right? And all of a sudden, this commentator, who I don't know who it is, I don't want to throw him under the bus either. I don't know the point he was trying to make. Wrong point, though. He's talking about shooting free throws, and he's talking about being a poor free throw shooter. And essentially what he said, not quoting him, but what, what he was inferring to was that when you're a bad shooter, free throw shooter, you don't want to practice free throws. And I'm like, how does this, like, where does this even make any sense whatsoever? How could this possibly come to his head? And his logic behind it was, if you're a bad shooter, you don't want to shoot free throws because you're practicing missing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's what you're going to? So basically he's saying that you miss enough shots that it then becomes in your head that you're going to miss those shots. You go to the line and then you end up missing them. But I'm just like. So that's basically just accepting being a poor free throw shooter and not competing. So probably the most atrocious thing I've ever heard in my life. Hey, you're a bad free throw shooter. Don't practice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's. Might have been Shaq's coach. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. So I couldn't believe it when I heard it. I just thought this is a guy who's getting paid to commentate on national TV. So uh, it was a while back, I guess, when it came out. Uh, one of my beats was with the Astros. Mm. And guess what? It's going to be in my beef again. Uh-oh. But this time it's not with the Astros. It's with the Major League Baseball Commissioner, Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred had a very had a very good chance of getting this taken care of as best as possible. Because right now it's a, in lack of a better, it's a crap show. Yeah. And you just made it a thousand times worse, Rob Manfred, by doing absolutely nothing. He's doing absolutely nothing. For those of you that don't know, that have lived under a rock when it comes to sports, basically the Astros cheated uh, by stealing signs. And you may say, well, how's stealing signs cheating? Because it happens all the time. Because they had someone off the field recording what the what the plays or what the signs were doing and then relaying those to the batters. Now I saw another one today that John had, uh, that John had heard about on a podcast that was from the Nationals World Series game this year, that a batter had a buzzer taped on the top of his bat, and he swung the bat, and I think he foul tipped it, and it knocked the tape, 
and it knocked the buzzer off, and he went and picked it up. Oh, man. And then you're like, okay, it doesn't really look like a buzzer, but then the tape gets stuck to his batting glove. <laughs> and you can see the buzzer on the tape. Yeah. And he just puts it in his back pocket. So you're like, okay, well, why is this a big deal? Rob Manfred's doing absolutely nothing. They won a World Series from it. They beat teams that probably they would have not beaten. Like those Yankees teams, they kept them out of the World Series. The Dodgers team, they beat in the World Series. Um, there's just a lot of things that went on during it that was shady. And now Rob Manfred's doing nothing. And guess what? You got all these guys for the Astros that are worried about getting plunked. Guess what, dude? You deserve it. Yeah. If you're going to do that, and then Rob Manfred's not going to do anything, Rob Manfred's going to be partly to blame for it. Now all these guys are going to get ear-holed. Now you're going to have guys that maybe are some of the best players in the league, but guess what? They might be out because they're hurt because they get hit with the ball. Right. Because you decided to make a decision to not do anything about it. Well, the interesting side of this all, too, is I saw they were talking about it as far as the gambling involved with it. What yeah. What is your projection for wins for them next year is what they were mainly referencing. How, how do you know how many wins did that contribute for with them adding it? Yeah. What is their ceiling this year? What is their realistic expectation i wouldn't suggest betting on the astros this year no i wouldn't suggest betting against them either because they very well might win those games they've got a great team as we mentioned but when you have that type of help that's different level help right there yeah and you know you have video of uh i can't think of his name hitting the walk-off home run in the in the altuve altuve hitting the walk-off home run then holding his jersey and they were trying to say it was a bad tattoo don't touch me yeah Get out of here, dude. There's pictures of a uh, shirt being tight, and you can see the outline of a wire on someone's shoulder. Like, quit it, dude. He had the wire on. You know he did. It's been proven already to stop hiding behind stuff. And then you got other guys saying, well, we didn't cheat. Yes, you did. It's already been proven. Like, stop. Well, Verlander was the one who came out and said he knew they were and said he should have done something about it. And then there has been a couple of guys. And, and I respect those guys. Okay, it happened. Uh, you know, I wish it didn't happen. I should have said something. Oh. I can't do anything about it now. Blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. he wasn't a part of it. That's the other thing we were talking about last night is pitching staff and, and batting and fielders are two completely different things. Like, the pitchers don't really even interact with the team until they get to the game necessarily. Yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I just figured we could probably get a decent discussion out of that last part there. What do you think as far as if you were the commissioner, what are you suggesting? Take the Just make the uh, no-winner that year in the World Series. Really? Man. I, I mean, that's the only logical thing. Take all their rings and make no-winner that year. You know what the weird thing is? I was thinking about as far as major leagues, and we obviously know Roger Goodell. We obviously knew David Stern. Um I could have said Rob Manfred. You probably wouldn't even know who it was. No, but I Selig was before, right? Yeah, Bud Selig. So I knew Selig. So that's the weird thing about this. Where Adam Silver, I know. I think it's just because I'm a basketball fan. Yeah. But that's where this guy's got a platform now. How long has he been in there? Been Decade? a little bit. Yeah, it's probably been a little bit. I, this is the first time I really knew his name. Yeah. So <laughs> you've got a chance to make a change. I just, man, he's in a tough spot. I don't know what he's going to do. Well, he's already done it. I mean, what else can you? You can't go back on it now. You've already made a decision to not do anything. Public still calling for a change to be made, though. Yeah, but I mean, I guess at this point, there's not really anything you can do. I think if people boycott going to those games, there might be something more done. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It, 
I guess if you're Rob Manfred, you just hope it blows over fast. Right. You got to hope for some big news out of somewhere else. Conspiracy yeah. theory. Yeah. Make up a coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got, man. Boom. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, um, hopefully we can get together Saturday. I'm getting together with some people to watch the fight. Probably going to have a preview episode come out that day. Yeah. So. I got to figure out how I'm going to upload it, though. <laughs> That's the thing. Ryan has zero internet out No there. internet? No, so I have to figure out how to upload it. But, um, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Most importantly, keep listening. And, as always, beef out. Keep trashing Greg's sweater. Keep, yeah, keep trashing Greg's sweater. <laughs>